Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. But I think the development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object, and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this, because if it poses a threat, I want them on top. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. The internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's that's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground. Guys, it is Wednesday night, and that's one of the days we get together and talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. And what are all those things that are forbidden, that are taboo? You know what they are. Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, 
and the general feeling that we live in the Upside Down. This show is live. This show has always been live. This show will always be live. If you want to be part of the show tonight, we are taking your phone calls. We are streaming on Facebook, DLive, and YouTube. We are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. And if you want to be part of the show, the number to call is right there on the stream, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. You can also join the Discord at troubledminds.org. That's the official website of the show. And the Discord link is right on top. You cannot miss it. Troubled Minds, it's like the first thing you see. There's a phone number and there is a... A Discord link, and uh, that's pretty much what you need right there, right on top. Click the Discord. Discord is a chat client. It's a voice client. It's fantastic. It can uh, the, the youngsters are using it to play video games and communicate with each other. Us old-timers or middle-timers or whatever you want to call us, uh, boomers, as it were. <laughs> I hate that term. But uh, uh, I think that, uh, the, yeah, the, the, uh, we're using it for a talk show and so as sort of a call-in system. So the 702 area code is Las Vegas because, of course, that's exactly where we're streaming from las vegas and if you don't like the long distance area code which i know we have a lot of internationals listening uh, we got people in singapore we've got people in australia we've got people in israel we've got people in uh, the united kingdom uh, old great britain as it were and uh, all over the world canada mexico you name it we got people everywhere so to be a little more uh international let's say discord is perfect because it's free and you can connect from anywhere in the world so as long as you have an internet connection and it's a stable internet connection your discord's good you're you're able to connect to the show and be part of it and uh yeah fantastic stuff so one more time the phone number is 702-957-1037 troubledminds.org is the official website Phone number and Discord link are on the website. You can't miss it. Can't miss it. Also, we have another Discord roll-in. Lots of smart people over there. Fantastic community at the Fringe FM. Go to fringe.fm slash chat and join that Discord. I'm watching all of it. I'm trying to watch all of it. I've got all these chats up, and I'm trying to do seven things at once. So forgive me if I miss something, but I do my best and usually catch most of it. So there you go. So I am reading your chat as we go and uh, taking your phone calls. So tonight, interestingly, tonight we have quite a quite a bit uh happening this past week right we have uh last night we had a tmz special with uh, george knapp and jeremy corbell and uh talking about of course um ufos again uh, because ufos are in the media like crazy right now uh it's a uh, i was curious to see the show last night we talked about how the media is responding to this ufo report that hit on uh, this past friday so uh this my speculation was that it was going to be very uh, polarized either they were going to completely ignore it and try and sweep it under the rug like nothing to see here or it was going to go gangbusters kind of like it has and we've got all kinds of things happening so yes uh, last night we had a tmz special right now as we speak on the discovery channel there's uh something airing with josh gates and uh corbell and knapp and uh jim semivan of the the uh uh, the what was that? The Fayetteville incident fame, and also uh, works with uh, To the Stars Academy. So it, it's uh, everybody's kind of grabbing onto this. Matter of fact, Tim Cast last night had Candace Owens on. Whether you like Candace Owens or not, it doesn't really matter. But they were talking about UFOs. They were talking about uh, the. <laughs> The, uh, the the Mandela effect and time travel as part and that's right there on his title he, he listed it just like that so it seems like maybe we were ahead of the game and everybody's trying to move into our game now which seems strange to me but 
I have a I have a hunch that it's going to fade. It's going to fade from the news cycle and all these things, all the coverage, all the people wanting ET to land on your lawn and say hello is going to fade because of course we have midterm elections on the way. And so you know how that works. Uh, they they drop it. They'll drop ET like a hot potato to try and brainwash you and make you consider all these other things. So uh, we have uh, so no ash tonight. Usually we have ash on Wednesday night, but we had a uh, an issue. I think it's a dust storm on Mars, and so his uh, his uplink isn't working as we would expect. So hopefully that'll clear up, and maybe he'll show up at some point tonight. But uh, we're having uh, technical issues, let's say. So you're stuck with just me, boring old Michael Strange. I'm sorry, I apologize for that, but we're gonna have to make do. All right. So the topic tonight, uh, we're actually let's before we do that, let's take a phone call. We have a uh, looks like Jack's on on hold. Wait and he's been waiting since we started. So let's go to Jack. What's up, my friend? You're on Trouble Minds with Mike. How are you tonight? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing, Mike? Oh, fantastic. Looking good, feeling good. You know how it is. Awesome. <laughs> hey, ahead. you know what? Recently, I've been, uh, I've been looking at the live... Uh, excuse me. I've been looking at the live feeds of the moon, and I've been thinking, you know, if, if it's such a shooting gallery out there because you don't have an atmosphere, like, say, a you know, talking about the moon, it's like, ever see, like, uh, you know, uh, captures of any kind of, like, explosions, like something hitting the moon, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've never uh, seen anything hit the moon. Yeah, uh, okay, you know yes, yes, so uh, keep in mind, so we, we've kind of looked at this in the past a little bit, and there are craters all over the moon, right, and so there's no, uh, as, far, as, far as, yeah. as far as we're aware, there's no tectonic activity, and there's no, uh, there's nothing that'll really kind of shake those craters out, so they stay for a very long time, so the moon gets hit all the time. But the phenomenon you're talking yeah. about is so they have these these uh, these kind of lights popping up on the moon, right? And they they say they're meteor hits, but I'm not so sure that's the case. Uh, there's been some speculation about that in the past, but uh, I don't know a lot about it other than kind of uh, in in a cursory manner. But I don't. I'm with you. I don't believe they are all meteor hits. I think that would be uh, because they get they get uh, filmed quite often, quite, almost all the time, right? You know, what's kind of strange, too, is that they're talking everything about Mars. And it's like, if the moon is so close, why don't we try to do something with the moon? You know what I'm trying to... Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. No, uh, I, I think that's, that's part of it, right? Part of why uh, the, the mystery is this. The, the official story goes something like this with the moon in particular, that we uh, lost the political will to get up there. Once we were there a few times, it was like, whatever, and uh, nobody wanted to go back. But uh, I think that uh, I think there's a mystery there because there, there's certainly some value in being on the moon. There's certainly some value in maybe getting a telescope on the on the dark side of the moon that can be look away from us without uh, any kind of uh, light pollution from the Earth. I think there's a lot of things that that there's value, there's value in the moon. Think for about sure. too. Sorry, go ahead. China like basically said like, hey, we're not going to go for the moon. We're just going to go for Mars right away too. That's that's really that makes me feel like what the heck's going on in the moon, where it's like you know you don't have like other like countries trying to at least go for the moon if they can't go for Mars. You know what I'm saying? It's it makes me wonder like what the hell's going on. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and again, it's part of the mystery. So you figure the the stepping stone to Mars would be the moon. Okay, it it makes sense if you're yeah. can kind of build a small base up there. You're trying to launch with less gravity. Uh, if the tools are there to maybe uh, create, and we've talked about this all the way back to episode two, three plus years ago on this show, we were talking about there's water up there. There's a uh, there's oxygen that is actually inside the rocks, inside the the regolith they call it, the the moon soil. There's all kinds of things that you could actually use as as resources uh, to 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 create rocket fuel. And so if you were going to do that, uh, you would have a base on Mars, and then you would launch, or I'm sorry, on the moon, and you would launch from the moon to Mars, and it would be a lot less costly uh, in theory. But again, you, you first have to get there, right? Uh, and set up a base and the rest of these things. Like, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, we got a, a good, uh, a good uh, uh, carry out moth says this. It's called lunar transient phenomena. I looked into it. And he says there, there are lights that stay. So it's, not, it's definitely not meteors. It's something else entirely. What that is, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's, uh, what's got hey, you? Mike, what's, I, I, can I... Can I say, like, uh, my two cents worth about the uh, disclosure, quote-unquote? Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's kind of one of those things where it's like they're going to disclose a bunch of stuff to Congress to try to get funding, basically, and they're not going to give us basically anything. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like the environmental stuff didn't work. Like, that was going to be their cash grab. But instead, they're going to go for the Space Force because they're going to be like, oh, yeah, we'll have a disclosure. It's like, and it's like Congress at least will be like, oh, okay, well, yeah, we definitely need to this because, you know, you're showing us this stuff. It's like we don't get to see that stuff because we're not, you know, congressional people or whatever, so... Yeah, no, I, that's I'm with kind of you. my feeling about it. I'm with you, and some people have uh, have suggested exactly the same thing that uh, we're we're looking at maybe kind of a cash grab for space force or for uh, you know the missing trillions in the Pentagon. You're dialing numbers on your phone, sir. <laughs> but okay, uh, all right. So so anything else? Well, we got you on the phone, my friend. Uh, we're uh, we're going to get going here with the uh, topic of the show. But uh, good good call so far. Uh, anything else on the rest of this? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry if. Uh the powers that be decided to uh, like um, press a bunch of buttons while I was on the phone. <laughs> That's all right. Um, that may be like part of their uh, secret uh, code that they're trying to throw out there or whatever. So maybe anyone could translate that. They could figure out like what's the codes to the uh, the secret Sasquatch bunker. Gotcha. And gotcha. Then, uh, we'll figure it out from. There. Gotcha. So that's the Morse code, the secret, the secret password to get into the bunker. I love you, Mike. Thanks, Jack. I appreciate the call. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the call. Thanks for listening. Great stuff. There you go. There you go. We didn't have to wait long for the first call. You see, if you call in, uh, we got time for you. If you want to be part of the show, going to put the phone number back up. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Troubledminds.org is the official website. You can find the phone number and the Discord link there. All right. Uh, good stuff. Like, And I, I think that's part of, part of this conversation as well, right? We've talked about the secret space program, and we've talked about those things uh, even recently with the TR-3B and stuff, but you gotta, you gotta ask is, uh, is there a secret base on the moon? So they could have put one on, on the dark side of the moon and just not told anybody, and we'd never be able to see it, right? The moon doesn't orbit like that, it's tidally locked, it's not gonna go anywhere, and so uh, without actually being able to get behind it and look, look to see what's back there, uh, there could be some shenanigans happening. So, it, like, all these things are possible, and um, it, I don't know. So that's that's part of this conversation. That's what makes the moon kind of mysterious, in my opinion, is that 
uh, we, we've had the access to go there, and uh, supposedly we have not. And so, again, suspicious, right? So, so anyway, uh, all right, so the topic tonight, uh, so I was talking to Ash last night, uh, unfortunately no Ash tonight, uh, so far anyway, and uh, it, it turns out that uh, he, he had this theory about aliens, and not just aliens, but uh, in particular, dark matter, and if uh, if there's some sort of correlation there or a connection between, uh, you know, like the we don't we don't really know what dark matter is. I'll get into the uh, the actual uh, you know scientific explanation here of what this is in just a, a couple minutes. But but that was the initial theory. It's like okay, wait, there's we have these these huge masses of what they call dark matter out there. All right, and so uh, the we can't see them. They're not visible in any way, shape, or form uh, through any sort of uh, visible spectrum. Okay. But uh, it's detectable through its gravity signature, and it's uh, it's considered to be uh, sort of these huge gravitational bodies that hold uh, galaxies and even strings of galaxies in place together, right? Sort of like a like a cosmic glue of sorts. And that's just a theory because nobody really knows what the hell it is. It could be that uh, uh, dark matter in and of itself is one of those things that's been, um, uh, in particular. Uh, uh, maybe just gravity is that we completely misunderstand gravity on like a large scale. So like we got a pretty good handle of what it might be here on earth. But uh, once you start kind of branching out into different parts of the galaxy or even the universe at large, you get uh, who knows, uh, who knows how gravity reacts in a, in those huge scales. So, so, you know, some people have speculated that dark matter itself is a, is a gravity signature of sorts that, uh, we don't quite understand, so it would just be gravity in and of itself. Uh, other people have suggested it's something completely different. It has nothing to do from gravity. It's a, it's its own completely uh, separate force. And so uh, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And so not only that, right? So when you think about uh, uh, something like dark matter in these huge, huge chunks of uh, space that it supposedly inhabits, uh, you got to wonder... So what's what is actually out there? And in some cases, right, we've discussed in the past, um, you know, uh, let's uh, let's let's uh, what's up, Night Stalker shouting out you, buddy, is that uh, maybe in these dark matter areas, we have these Lovecraftian old ones, right? Maybe these these actual huge chunks of space that are considered dark matter uh, are in some capacity an alien, maybe civilization, or maybe uh, may, maybe something of this to this effect, right? But if you go, like, I, I really love this theory about these these primordial, basically super gods, the the great old ones from Lovecraft, and that these these uh, creatures have existed for billions of years. Whatever they are, I say creatures. It's probably more apt to say gods of, of a sort, right? Uh, primordial gods or deities. And so as a result of that, I, I don't know where to go with this other than what is actually happening out there. What's happening with this dark matter? And is it related somehow to this, uh, this maybe an alien sort of um, life form? I mean, uh, as, as we've seen here on Earth, we've got extremophiles and all kinds of really weird stuff that, you know, we, we maybe kind of can, can conjecture, use some conjecture to, to that on Venus, there's life because, you know, it, it, may, it may seem inhospitable, but there's places on Earth with extremophiles where we wouldn't expect life to be anyway. So if you can kind of extrapolate that now, but on a 
maybe galactic scale, uh, what exactly is this dark matter? And that's kind of what we're looking at tonight. Is it, does it have something to do with like an alien presence somehow, uh, like a type, you know, type three civilization or a type two civilization, something like this. And they're out there maybe, uh, maybe, maybe tinkering with the galaxy, uh, galaxies at large. I don't know. I don't know. Nobody really knows. What's up, Anton says, the watchers in the chat, the watchers. And, that's, and I think that's kind of right. I think maybe there's, there, of course, there are things out there that we don't know what they are. And when they're so huge like this, uh, it, uh, it, it expands my mind anyway. So, okay, so let's look at, let's look at what actually dark matter is, right? According to, according to science, right? Now, this is straight from NASA.gov. And I'll tell you why, we were, why we're uh, talking about dark matter. There's, a, there's an actual article that came out recently as well that we talked about on the news show but um so dark matter is this right it says uh dark matter may not this is from nasa.gov i'm going to link this to all the chats and you guys can check it out as usual i want you to uh always check my sources because i am also susceptible to falling for propaganda okay so that's why i always link my sources if it's propaganda fine that's okay i'm all right with that because 98 percent of things out there is probably propaganda now but here we go this is from nasa.gov so dark matter may not be made up of the matter we are familiar with at all the matter that makes up dark matter could be different. It may be filled with particles predicted by theory, but that scientists are yet to observe. And because scientists can't see dark matter directly, they have found other ways to investigate it. Now, we can use indirect ways to study things like looking at a shadow and making an educated guess about what's casting the shadow. One way scientists indirectly study dark matter is by using gravitational lensing, which, of course, we've talked about, right? We've talked about gravitational lensing with uh, all kinds of long time ago, basically. But what, what that means is that you're, uh, you're looking at something uh, around the, the, the curvature of a star or something, right? Some massive uh, actual gravitational body out there, whether it's a star or a really large planet, something like this. And it gets in the way of your telescope and the light bends around it, creating this effect uh, that's kind of like a, a lens effect, kind of giving you a little bit of a light distortion where you can see further. It's kind of like uh, using your telescope as a leapfrog and being able to see beyond the planet. So, you, of course, you have to um, take into account the, light, the curvature of the light around the, the, the gravitational body and whatnot. But it allows uh, us to see with our technology into the very, very depths of the early universe, which is pretty amazing stuff. But but anyway, so so part of this again, so... I don't know. Like it, it is, it is a, uh, it, it is one of those things. Dark matter is one of those things that uh, they say it exists. Okay, and again, you can't actually see it. It's one of those sort of. Uh, we know it's there, sort of like the uh, Plato in the cave and the shadow on the wall type of thing, right? We can infer it's there based on its signature, that type of thing. Maybe that wasn't the best analogy there, uh, but but. Uh, we, we can't see it. We don't know exactly what it is. And so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. What are your theories about this? Do you think it is just something maybe like a gravity acting on a maybe a galactic scale? Or do you think it's something else entirely? So uh, so as we go tonight, we'll, uh, we'll discuss that. We'll discuss maybe, maybe, think about it this way. What if uh, dark energy, or sorry, dark matter is a portal system of sorts and so you're able to jump in at one particular point and it's like a web like you would expect from uh, these particular galaxies that are held in place by this huge galactic web 
and uh, you can uh, jump through these uh, these dark matter areas with with uh, who knows portal technology or whatever else or or is it some kind of alien lovecrafty and old one i don't know that's what we're going to talk about tonight we've got some stuff to to really dig into and the thing that got me started on this and ash and i talking about this last night was there's a a, a article that came out recently and this is from scientifictimes.com and it's uh it's as simple as this that uh we used to believe that in the in the center of the milky way galaxy that's our home galaxy here there was a supermassive black hole named Sagittarius A. Well, this article is now suggesting, and this is all recent, this is this month, that uh, instead of a supermassive black hole at the heart of our Milky Way galaxy, instead of that, they, they're now considering that it may not be that at all, and it may just be a huge mass or chunk of dark matter instead. And so that right there kind of makes you scratch your head as a... One of those mm, things that make you go, hmm, you know what I'm saying? So what is this stuff? I have no idea. And uh, love to hear your theories on this. Do you think it has anything to do with maybe alien travel or exotic propulsion or any of the rest of this stuff? And that's what's on deck tonight. Uh, it'd be a little better if we had Ash to tell us uh, about the Martian tech. But, well, what can you do? Uh, sometimes uh, things don't work out the way you plan. <laughs> the best laid plans of mice and men, they say. But in any case, that's, that's what's on deck tonight. So we're, we are talking about aliens, but more of an a... Well, I guess you're, we're always talking about aliens and more of a actual uh, uh, theory, theory craft capacity, let's say. But uh, that's that's what's on deck. What do you think about this dark matter? Do you think it has anything to do with aliens, or do you think Michael Strange? Damn it! Much ado about nothing. GTFO. It's all good. I'm taking all all of those thoughts because, well, that's what we do. If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. More after the break. Don't go anywhere. Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. All right, welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange. 
We are streaming live on Facebook, DLive, and YouTube. We are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. We're taking your phone calls tonight. As always, love to hear your thoughts on this. What do you think dark matter is? We had some interesting concepts already in the chat which is what I love to see. People thinking outside the box, people thinking outside our galactic, what would you call it? Our galactic presence? I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes uh, sometimes the words come hard. Sometimes they come easy. But in any case, what we're looking at tonight is this, this theory of dark matter and what it means, uh, not just to us, of course, and the gravity signatures and uh, the rest of the galactic uh, universe, as it were, but is there some sort of uh, alien, uh, maybe presence with this? Is there some sort of a concoction of uh, maybe, like I said, exotic propulsion? Uh, you know, we've heard uh, stories in the past of, you know, Bob Lazar talking about something like uh, Element 115, things like this, right? Maybe, maybe this, uh, th- this stuff that's out there in space is some sort of a, a travel network. That's kind of my working theory at this point, uh, just kind of extrapolating some, uh, you know, kind of thinking in terms of, like a larger net of a particular galaxies and you being able to use harness that energy or that gravity signature somehow to maybe travel through one point to another point. But anyway, just uh, just the musings of a knucklehead on the Internet. But uh, I don't know. I think there's good stuff here. But what did get us started on this was exactly this article here. Kind of back to this for just a second that for a very long time, we've actually, uh, like I was saying just before we took the break, we've, we've considered... Uh, in, in astronomy circles, right, the, in academia and all this stuff, is that uh, we've considered that at the center of the Milky Way galaxy, there was uh, there is a huge, uh, huge, supermassive black hole that goes by the name Sagittarius A. All right. But now recently they've rethought this as of this month, because uh, there are there are things you can see with a black hole, particularly. Right. You can't see past the event horizon. And, you know, it can it's black holes notoriously uh, do not allow light to escape past that event horizon, which means if you're able to observe a black hole directly, it's nothing but darkness. So the way they infer it being there is a couple ways. Number one is uh, the gravity signature, of course, which is doing its best to hold uh, the galaxy together, right? And so they say it's kind of held in place by uh, this huge gravitational signature of the supermassive black hole at the center. But, however, let's read some of this. This is, again, from ScienceTimes.com. And they're they're starting to rethink this. And not just rethink this, it's... uh, if you if you kind of turn the the galaxy on its head, this is one way to really do it. Because if we don't know what what dark matter really is, and we thought it was always a supermassive black hole in the center, uh, then what is really going on with this? Oh, I'm sorry, I was uh, explaining the ways they can see a a black hole. The other way, so if you if you actually uh, they know it from the gravitational signature, and then number two, they know because that the black hole seems to tear things apart, right? As it as it brings stars and planets and other and gases into its uh, event horizon it uh, i've heard it described by uh, astronomers as it sort of eats these things but in a very um very sloppy way and they described it as sort of like a cosmic cookie monster right and you guys know how anybody that's familiar with the, the sesame street and how cookie monster eats the cookies right 
they pour the cookies on him and he just kind of like uh, smashes them around and like you know it's it's like two percent of the cookies actually get in his mouth but all the cookies end up everywhere because he just busted them up and do a ton of pieces and they say that is actually how a black hole sort of consumes things because it literally just tears them apart as they come closer and closer into its gravity well and into that uh, uh, into the event horizon. So it'll rip things apart and just kind of spew it back out. And so that's the other way they're able to detect these uh, black holes or supermassive black holes, right? And so, so in particular, uh, you get to see these things popping, like kind of like like a, like a galactic uh, fireworks show of sorts, because when it rips apart a sun, it consumes a little bit of it, but it just destroys the sun and shreds it outward, and that's how they see, uh, that's how they detect, and or they're able to actually lens these black holes. Anyway, that's from that's from what I gather. Like I said, if I'm wrong and you're an astronomer, then uh, call me because I'd love to hear I'd love to hear the the main details because as we know academia does its thing and things change so quickly but uh, yeah so that's what's going on tonight that's what we're talking about but uh, what do you think what are your theories on this uh, this dark matter and it, is it uh, is it uh, interesting so let me just read a little bit of this so researchers from the International Center for Relativistic Astrophysics have found hints that Sagittarius A that supermassive black hole sitting in the middle of our own galaxy might not be a black hole after all, but an incredibly large mass of dark matter. In the report titled Hinting a Dark Matter and Nature of Sagittarius A via the S-Stars, researchers present evidence of why this is so and how the new theory holds up against tests. And again, uh, we can get into this a little bit into the weeds in this because it's a fantastic article and they, they go into this in depth and, and link to the scientific paper and all the rest of this stuff. But, uh, you know, for us us layperson types that are, you know don't have giant telescopes and million dollar budgets type of situation what what is uh, what do you think this is do you think there's uh, something relevant here to to consider and talk about especially now that they're saying the the supermassive black hole sagittarius a may not even be a black hole at all it just may be a huge clump of dark matter so interesting i thought that was pretty fantastic and then of course kind of just uh kind of talk and shop with ash a little bit last night and uh uh, he he had some uh, alien hypothesis with this. So unfortunately, we don't have Ash, but uh, I, I can fill in and you guys can fill in and maybe let's fill in the gaps together. So let's go. Uh, speaking of that, uh, if you want to be part of the show at any point tonight, give us a call at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Troubledminds.org is the official website. Then let's go to uh, Aaron. Uh, sorry, Robert. What's up? Robert in Pennsylvania. You're on Trouble Minds with Mike. How are you tonight, my friend? Fine, how are you? I'm doing very well. Uh, what are your thoughts on this dark matter stuff? Well, I got two. Um, and both of them are kind of novelty, I guess. But the first one, uh, anybody that's familiar with the uh, Superman comics, all right, and the Phantom Zone, are you familiar with that, Michael? Uh, the Phantom Zone, no. That's not the uh, the the trap. Okay. The trap they put the in, in the in, Superman. Go ahead, go ahead. In the Superman, in the Superman comics, all the villains of the universe, the the, the hard criminals, the the, the real monsters, uh, they would be sent to something called the Phantom Zone. All right, where they you know it, it's like a a prison. They can see the world. They can see what's going on outside the prison, but they can never get out of it. All right. Um, I'm sure that there's plenty of your listeners here who are familiar with the, with that Phantom Zone in the Superman comics. 
And the only reason I bring it up is because so many things that were in those comics in the, in, in, back in the day uh, have pro- proved to be prescient. Uh, a lot of that stuff, a lot of those theories came to being, came to fruition in theory. Anyway, the second thing I think it might be is where we go when we die. All right? If this is an artificial reality, all right, then there must be a real reality. All right? And... And and the uh, dark matter is the portals we go through when we die to the real reality. Like sort of a transitionary something, like a, so. So maybe back yeah, to you know everybody. Everybody thinks about oh, you know heavenly lights and and white lights and you know everything, but they would never think that. Something really dark in the universe could be the port for portal to happen. That could be, and that what we really, what we really are, all right, is all is, is there, all right, and we're and we're and we project to this reality. There, there may be holographic portals, all right. Um, we're just like in a movie projector, all right, that sends a, a picture, moving picture, let's say onto a blank screen. Those uh, dark matter may be just that. They're projectors that project this reality. I see. Okay. All right. And again, so, so we... Artificial reality. Yeah, so we've talked about this before then, so... So where would it be projecting from? Is there another, like a, a completely opposite universe from us, like a, a part of the multiverse where it's coming from? Or is it outside of our universe and maybe some primordial darkness that's not really the next universe over, it's just a kind of a parking lot sort of for, for our universe? What do you think about that? Well, it, you know, everybody, everybody seems, so many people seem to want to make something, uh, some huge cosmic spiritual thing about the real reality, all right? I think I could be sitting in my chair, all right, in that dark matter space, all right? And this is being, proje- and, 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 and I'm projecting into a, you know, a, a, a a data-based artificial reality. Okay. You, 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 I'm trying to. I'm trying to make this as simple as possible. But <laughs> there are. Why hey, shouldn't? Man. Why shouldn't? Why shouldn't life? Why shouldn't life? All right. The real reality be simple. Why does it have to be so? You know. Cosmic or whatever, maybe it's just the normal existence in that reality, that, and, and that we're, we're and, and we entertain. Matter of fact, we entertain ourselves this way. Yeah, for sure. Right? For we sure. Are, we we go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. 
Well, well, I mean, okay, so so I'm with you there. It's, it's so not only so is it this is you know sort of a, a you know a cosmic philosophy of sorts, right? And it's you know it's it's even in the the pop culture version of right. We're not uh, many of us are not astrophysicists, and like I said, we don't have you know million dollar budgets and gigantic telescopes, but we can read what the the things they're telling us and then kind of extrapolate from there. And if it's not entertaining, well, why the hell are we doing it? I think I think these larger concepts to me are entertaining no matter what. But uh, some people don't, right? Like you don't mix aliens in or something like that. They're not interested. That's uh, you know. But I, I like your theories here. How it's how it's maybe just a larger projection of sorts. Um, but uh, but con- well, it continue. Comes down to this. It comes down to this. If 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 there's some basis that we live that that this is not real. We live in an artificial reality. It's a holographic image. Well, it has to be projected from somewhere. All right, and it seems to me the likely uh, spaces uh, would be dark matter is where it's all projected from. Yeah, that makes uh, that makes some sense to me. Makes some sense to me. Uh, the, uh, Cole says uh, you just described a simulation of sorts, and I, I, th- I think that's correct. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So so sure. so so if it is as simple as that, then who's uh, who's actually running the projector? Now, now, can we talk about Lovecrafty and old ones? <laughs> well, we're we're running the projector. All right. The truth of the matter is one one great truth about the whole thing is that there is no uh, Michael Strange, you know, opposite, separated from any one of the people that are on your chat who are watching this program. We're all one. All right. We're just that's one. Uh, it could be a 13-year-old playing a video game. Who knows? All right, but it's 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 it could quite possibly be a computer game projected through that through the through dark matter. It could be. It could be a computer simulation. All right, and and there could be all kinds of people behind that. We're doing it ourselves now. In this artificial reality, we're doing it. Uh, creating artificial realities of our own, right? And one more thing before I get off. I was thinking the other day, what's the fate of people, of, of, of human race? I'm, I'm hearing myself talk of, 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 you know, when it comes to, you know, uh, robots and, 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 and automation, all that sort of stuff. What 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 are we fated to if there's no work for us to do? And it occurred to me, you know what we're 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 going towards. Everybody's job will be to every entertain the entertainers. You know, to be writers, to be Michael Strange, to be you know, entertaining the population because you know no more drudgery making canned goods or, or working McDonald's, you'd just be entertainers. Everybody entertained. But if you if, if you doubt that, take a look at all these all these uh, apps, all right, where people are making a bunch of money doing dumb things or you know, um, I, I don't even know them because Michael, I'm a boomer. 
<laughs> I, and so I, I still love you, man. I still love you. There's a whole, there's a whole bunch of boomer haters out there, but I think they're misguided. I think you're doing great, my man. <laughs> oh, well, there's geez. a whole lot of my, there's a whole lot of my generation of boomers who needs to have their asses kicked. We were putting down the millennials and 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 the, and, and, and the generation after them. I uh, saying, well, I made mine, I got here, and I did it, and I did it, and you could do it, too. I went to college, and I paid my student loans off. When I went to college, it was $2,500 a year. Yeah. A year, and that included books, everything, all right? And I got, and all that was paid for was by a theogram in Pennsylvania. I never had to pay a penny, all right? Things, they are a-changing, absolutely. Yeah. Right. You know, what, okay, what came after that was they privatized the student loans, all right? They eliminated a lot of grants, and, and, and in order to trap these young people into enormous amounts of debt, all right, through college. Oh, go to college, and you'll get a job that'll, you know, you won't have to flip hamburgers. And they come out, and they find out they're flipping hamburgers. <laughs> yep. You know, those jobs aren't yeah. there. Yeah. And they're supposed to pay back fifty, sixty, or more thousand dollars on that. I, you know, I know that's not just what the show's about, but a lot of my boomers, my fellow boomers, think that you know their 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 crap don't stink. All right, we had a lot of things, and a lot of them were socialism. We had a lot of things that boosted us up and got us to where we're comfortable today. All right, and the pre and the previous generation to the boomers built that for us with Social Security and all those other nice things that came with it under FDR. All right, they're yeah. not there anymore. Yeah, I no. Mean, between Reagan uh, all the way, Clinton, Clinton basically dismantled the whole FDR New Deal. All right, that's not there for those kids anymore. And if, if there's any boomers, fellow boomers listening to this show, please have a little bit of sympathy. All right. <laughs> they, these kids are killing themselves because yeah. they don't have any hope anymore. And, and, and really, reach out to them. All right, don't feel like you're like like you you're some kind of great success that they could they could they could be the same as you because they can't because the, you you know all the things that were there to help you get ahead to to to, to make your life comfortable aren't there anymore. Anyway. I don't know how I got into that. <laughs> it's good stuff. I, um, before you go, before you go, I, I think we can all agree that maligning any generation in a huge sweeping statement is just kind of dumb. Uh, like, you know, there's individuals that are good and they're bad and they're from every generation. It's just, uh, it seems silly, more division politics. It's a political thing trying to pit people against each other to enact uh, whatever policies. So, so anyway, I appreciate your thoughts yeah, tonight. Good yeah. stuff on the dark matter. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, again, that last thing about, I really do believe this. I think that in the next 10, 15 years, probably 15 max, that'll be basically how people make their money. They'll be making their money through Snapchat and, 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 and apps like that, uh, entertaining everybody, each other, and, and making money off of it. That's Let's how, hope so. That, that, that's, Let's hope that, the robots and, come to and save I think us that's from what the... we're doing now. But we're entertaining the souls that are in the black, in the dark matter. I like it. I like it. 
Way to bring it all the way back around, my man. Uh, that's uh, that's Robert from Pennsylvania. I appreciate the phone call. Great thoughts. And uh, I especially like the generational stuff. Uh, people need to hear this, that uh, we don't have to hate each other just because we're different ages. It, ma- it makes no sense. It's just the let's silliest all thing ever. Let's get together, and let's all help. Let's all help everybody out. Amen, brother. Right, let's stick with each other. Amen, brother. Uh, I love okay, that. Okay, uh, thanks, thanks, Michael. Thanks again for the call. That's Robert from Pennsylvania. Good stuff. He's written a book called, uh, hold on, I got it right here. Stories from a Fractured Mind, the Robert Collection by Robert Arend. Check it out. Uh, smart guy. Uh, pretty good stuff here. I'm, I'm reading his book. And uh, yeah, there you go. That's that's who that was calling. And so for for uh, I think I think there's a lot of good points there, right? Uh, maybe maybe uh, let's go back. Uh, maybe stay off the, uh, the the Green New Deal or whatever the hell we're about to talk about. But let's talk about instead uh, his his theory on. Well, maybe this dark matter is being some sort of projector, projection from somewhere else. And uh, I'm seeing some theories in the chat here, which are pretty good, that uh, we'll talk about as we go tonight. But uh, that's the topic. What is this dark matter stuff? And so now that they're describing in a an article this month that we no longer have, uh, according to some, a... Sagittarius A, supermassive black hole in the center of our galaxy, they're describing it as instead of just a huge mass of dark matter that's holding things together. So who knows what's going on with this? What is dark matter? Is it some sort of projection for the simulation? Is it maybe, uh, we talk about as the veil thins and things can phase kind of through the veil, right? Uh, At certain times of year, we've talked about that on this show, maybe around Halloween time or 3 a.m. or things like this. Uh, is, Is this the veil, actually? Is this... This, this, these huge masses of dark matter that just are just smeared all over the universe. Is this possibly that paranormal veil where, uh, where things maybe kind of go bump in the night. So who knows? Uh, again, we're taking all theories here. This is kind of a, a speculation theater because, well, nobody knows what dark matter is. So I think it's, uh, it's fun to think about this. And again, back to the, the Lovecraftian old ones. Are these the monsters of the primordial universe that are somehow holding huge chunks of the universe together, uh, maybe under their sway, as you might expect, right? Something like that. That kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Imagine invisible, uh, gigantic primordial gods holding things together with black matter, ten- dark matter tentacles. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Like I said, uh, sometimes my mind goes uh, crazy places when thinking about this stuff, but I think if you don't, well, uh, it j- chances are you'll go mad anyway. So <laughs> that's what we're doing tonight. We're talking about the possibility of what is this dark matter stuff? Do you think it's related to maybe aliens, portal travel? Do you think it's a, a projection of like a, a simulation like Robert suggested? Or do you think it's something else entirely? I think that, uh, you know, these exotic sorts of things that science hasn't really described yet may be able to uh, so maybe someday quantify some of the woo-woo stuff that people make fun of now, which of course, well, that's what we talk about on the show. So <laughs> There it is. There it is. So if you want to be part of the show, you know what to do. We have a phone number rolling, and we have a Discord rolling, and the number is this, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. If you want to be part of the show, you can click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. And uh, we're talking about crazy stuff, talking about philosophy, talking about... uh, Maybe uh, science fiction talking about uh, huge universal speculations of basically the meaning of life. And uh, do we live in a simulation? Do we not? I don't know. Lots of things to think about and consider here. Does it have anything to do with aliens at all? Or are we just fooling ourselves? I'm open to all that. One more time. 
This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And don't go anywhere. We'll be right back more after the break. time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Broadcasting live from a secret bunker just off the extraterrestrial highway. Somewhere in the desert sands outside of Las Vegas. From somewhere in space time, loosely labeled Generation X on planet Earth. questions of you in earnest into the digital darkness all right good evening and welcome to troubled minds radio i'm your host michael strange and this is the show where we talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about we get together on tuesday wednesday thursday at 7 p.m pacific and we talk about you guessed it Aliens, conspiracy, paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. This show is live. We are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. We are streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, and DLive. And Facebook, I'm talking to you. You are grotesquely limiting our reach, and I do not appreciate it. We don't talk about any politics or any of the rest of this. So come on, man. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Here we are anyway. So 
want to be part of the show tonight, the number to call is 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we'll put you on the show. We've had a, a couple fantastic callers already. And tonight we're discussing what is this with dark matter? And uh, dark matter, of course, is uh, defined as basically we don't know. That's 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 to boil it down to uh, the uh, let's actually go to the Wikipedia version, uh, because, of course, you know, you don't really know anything unless you go to Wikipedia because, well, you know how they are. <laughs> you know how they are. It's basically the ministry of truth. And so if you don't you don't start there, you can't diverge. You know what I'm saying? So here we go. Dark matter is believed to be a form of matter thought to account for approximately 85 percent of the matter in the universe and about 25 percent of its total mass energy density or about uh, some really big mathematical calculation. And once you put uh, letters in my numbers, I get all confused. But its presence is implied in a variety of astrophysical observations, including gravitational effects that cannot be explained by accepted theories of gravity unless more matter is present than can be seen. For this reason, most experts think that dark matter is abundant in the universe and that it has had a strong influence on its structure and evolution. Dark matter is called a dark because it does not appear to interact with the electromagnetic field, which means it does not absorb, reflect, or emit electromagnetic radiation, and is therefore difficult to detect. And that's straight from the Ministry of Truth. So, uh, if it says it there, we have to believe it, right? I think that's the that's the problem. Is now now there's nowhere to go from there. Once you go to the Ministry of Truth, you know the truth of things, don't you? And so, unfortunately, uh, there's there's no way around this. Now now we're locked into the truth, and we're going to have to roll with it. No, I'm just kidding. That's so boring. <laughs> That's so boring. Well, isn't that boring when you when you read somebody's version of the truth and you just go, oh, all right, yeah, that's cool. Uh, that's uh, I'm gonna just roll with that for the rest of my life. Now I know what the truth is. Really? <laughs> is that what this is about? No, I don't think so. But anyway, so we've got all kinds of speculations. Robert called in and speculated that maybe dark matter is some sort of projection. And the universe that we live in is this uh, this simulation, right? We've heard of the simulation theory and that we're not really ourselves. We're really just a projection or simulation from, oh, I don't know, a 13-year-old's computer, like a very advanced Sims game type of thing. Or uh, it, this is some sort of maybe projection from somewhere else uh, as uh, they're projecting our reality into this space that we call our universe, which, of course, may not be a universe at all. It may be uh, something else entirely. A Let's say the, the whole universe is a stage, as it were. Uh, but uh, then we have some other, uh, some other uh, theories here regarding dark matter. About uh, Matt says in the chat, and this is fantastic and very, very smart, we talk about the paranormal on this show quite often, and maybe the dark matter that's out there in the universe is that veil, is the veil through which maybe life and death passes or maybe the veil uh, to through something else to another reality. And uh, it's, this is the barrier that's there between us and it surrounds us and binds the galaxy together. You know what I'm saying? Wink, wink is dark matter. The force we could probably take that into its whole other show, but all right, let's go to uh, the fantastic caller. What's up, Jennifer in Missouri. Welcome to the show. How are you tonight? Oh, hey, Mike. You shouldn't have given this number out because now I'm calling it like every single night. Perfect. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome every single anyway, night. Anyway. Go right ahead. So you're talking about you're talking about dark matter. So at first I was like, um, I'm just going to listen, you know. But then, okay, so uh, dark matter is so weird. All right. So it, it looks like 
what we have here is it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it's not that it's invisible per se. They can't see it, but we can only see like 5% of the universe anyway, you know? So that's really odd. <laughs> I think that's really important. I mean, imagine that we can only see 5% of, of the universe anyhow. Okay, so wait, let's consider that. And then I think it's very odd. Okay, so let's just, okay, <laughs> let's start over again. It, it's there, but it's not. They can't see it doing anything except how it influences things around it. So all I can detect is that it's, there's something there that's not emitting an electromagnetic radiation of any kind. And so that's why they can't see it or detect it. And but they know it's there because they can't, which is just bizarre anyway. So it's holding everything together, yet it's blowing it apart if it's concentrated. So that's very strange. I mean, for example, if you were to take a concentrated amount of dark matter and a person were to touch it, for example, because it lacks no electromagnetic radiation, it would basically just, you would just explode. <laughs> you would just not even explode. That's the wrong word. You would just kind of evaporate, literally just disappear. And what's also strange about it is that, and like they said, you know, there's nothing to really, they can't detect it. They can just detect the absence of everything else in its presence. And it's spread out. It's not like it's something that's concentrated. It's spread out over everything, you know, even and probably, you know, even in us. Somehow holding us together, but in concentrated amounts would tear us, not tear us apart, but evaporate. We'll just think of it that way. Now, the other thing that is really odd about it is that it might exist. They assume it probably exists if, you know, if you could detect it and figure that all out in a fourth dimension. Now, what's really odd about that, too, is that they speculate that time exists in a fourth dimension. We can't see time either, but we can recognize its effect on things. We can see that things come and go throughout infinity due to time and our perception coming out of our minds about it being there, even though you can't see time, but we know it's there. It's very much like that. And if you think about um, when time passes, after, you know, as we perceive time passing, how things disappear and go away. When you die, you know, it's almost like your time is up. People say that. And what's really odd about that is you dissipate, you know, like the person, whatever they were, their body's still there, but whatever was making them alive, it goes away, just, just vanishes somewhere, goes somewhere. And it's, what if it's, what if that's what it is? You know, what if it's um, a characteristic of time? It's what makes that time passing, therefore, is like death almost, but life too, because it's what creates the, the experience of having a life because it goes through time. So I think it's a very weird topic, but... And almost, you know, it's eerie, but it's just not. Yeah. Uh -oh. Well, right no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm okay. listening. I'm just, I'm processing here. So, okay. So I, I do like how you're, you're interweaving time into this theory because that's one of the things that probably doesn't get talked about enough. And, you know, we, we should probably do a show on time travel coming up here soon, just because it, it, it is fascinating that, you know, we, th there's been talk of uh, the Akashic record and things like this, where time exists in all forms at all times, right? From literally the beginning to the end. 
And we live in these individual time slices as it passes. And so our perception of time is not time as it is, it's time as we perceive it. And so if you're going to kind of intertwine that into this dark matter theory, I like where you're headed here. Maybe this is exactly that. Uh, Have you seen uh, the movie Interstellar? I'm sure you have with Matthew McConaughey. No, I I have. I, no, I haven't. Okay, I'm I not gonna. I'm not I gonna should. spoil it. You you should yeah. watch it. It's amazing. It's one of those ones. I don't watch a ton of movies because I'm usually so disappointed. But this one is amazing, and it and it basically kind of covers exactly what we're talking about here, except uh, through let's say a black hole. Wink, wink. So so uh, I won't I won't ruin it for you. But uh, do check that one out. It's amazing. But it, basically, the slices of time situation interwoven with this dark matter as a construct of the entire universe is an amazing theory. And like you said, it's confusing because not only is dark matter holding things together, it's also, as they say, pulling the entire universe apart with the expansion, right? As from what we know from, you know, science and the rest of the things they, they tell us about this, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But uh, that's, that's uh, as our reality as we're told at this point, right? Crazy stuff, crazy stuff. So, so right. do you think there's any, maybe kind of like I suggested, uh, uh, maybe it's a, maybe a portal system of sorts or some way to travel or uh, anything else, uh, anything else beyond that? Or do you have anything else uh, regarding dark matter? I, I just think it's here all the time. You know, like, we don't know why people, you know, for example, why they expire when they do, due to any cause and event, they just expire. You know, usually it's due to some kind of accident or illness. But we just know that if a person is dies of old age or a flower, for example, or anything like that, anything that's alive, or even just the seasons and everything as they're just moving along through time, there's something moving that, and it might be this dark matter. And then when we, when a soul, well, it depends, because, you know, that goes into the paranormal thing with the ghosts and all that. So it's really bizarre because we could be in communication somehow, but what's really, it's, see, it's just, crazy stuff <laughs> because it doesn't it's not detect i don't know don't worry i think you're in the right place <laughs> you're in the right odd. place for crazy stuff it's okay don't don't go ahead and think it through <laughs> yeah, sure. no problem no problem at all <laughs> but, but yeah all right. I, well I, I just you know what if that's basically it mike I, I just think that you know it's very plausible that people experience dark matter throughout their entire life when they're experiencing the passing time and that when they they'll ultimately experience it one day when, whenever we pass over into this other dimension, because it must be the thing that absorbs us. It might be. And it's also absorbing everything else and also creating it all at the same time, which would be exactly what it would be. So it's like the angel of death. I, I think it's that. <laughs> you know? And it's also like, in a beautiful way, it's the creator of all things. But it's definitely got to do, well, in my opinion, with time, because they act the same. It seems like dark matter and time are acting very much alike because we can see the effects of them. They don't exist in our dimension per se. They exist in another dimension. Some people speculate the fourth dimension and that could be what it is, is the passage of time and somehow how that even operates, why that even happens. And that's, that's it. Nice. I like it. I like it. I, uh, I look forward to finding out the answers, but uh, I'm in no hurry. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. No hurry. We'll probably never get an answer on it. But there you go. Cool stuff. Definitely. I'll talk to you later. I appreciate the call. Thank you. That's Jennifer Thank from you. Missouri. Appreciate the call. Uh, good stuff, guys. We're taking your phone calls tonight. We're talking about dark matter. What is this stuff? Is there some sort of woo-woo explanation has been suggested? Maybe this is the veil 
that kind of uh, we're allowed to pass through or not allowed to pass through until we actually expire uh, from this mortal coil sort of situation? Or is it something else entirely? Is it uh, maybe maybe nothing and it's just a, a misunderstood version of gravity that we haven't really uh, calculated yet? Uh, lots here to think about, lots to talk about. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of like the theories about the Lovecraftian old ones. Robert called about uh, that Superman. What was that called with uh, that that uh, that? It was like the mirror prison they were trapped in. Maybe I, I don't know the actual term because I, I forget these things. But but uh, I, I do like some of these theories and where we're headed with this. And then Jennifer with the time situation. I don't know. Uh, very good stuff. We are taking your phone calls tonight. Uh, just kind of speculating. Uh, science doesn't know what these things are, and we uh, also do not know. But we're we're allowed to speculate because we're allowed to be wrong. So let's uh, let's put our mind to it and uh, continue uh, with the fantastic calls. Thank you guys. Amazing calls as always. Uh, I swear this is a smart audience in the whole world because uh, you, you guys uh, continually expand everybody's minds with your theories here uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Derek in Massachusetts what's up my friend you're on trouble minds with Mike how are you what's going on Mike great show tonight thank you thank really you cool stuff. thank you thank you what do you think about dark matter my man great callers um, Jennifer again crushed it please join the uh, discords any of them your uh, your contributions will be highly appreciated I love the weird stuff but, um, yeah, i got a couple of thoughts on, on what's going on. Uh, I posted on uh, both Discord chats, the Fringe and Trouble Minds. Um, NASA, uh, I think it was last summer, came out with, like, a series of um, sci-fi posters, like cosmic sci-fi posters. And uh, one of them is called uh, Dark Matter. And it's this big, uh, the cosmic web presents dark matter. And it's this big, like, dark matter web with this giant, like, cosmic spider in the middle of it. And the caption says, Something strange and mysterious creeps throughout the cosmos. Scientists call it dark matter. It is scattered in an intricate web that forms the skeleton of our universe. Dark matter is invisible, uh, only revealing its presence by pushing and pulling on objects we can see. NASA's Roman Space Telescope will investigate these secrets, what will be revealed, based on real science. But it looks like this giant Lovecraftian cosmic web, you know, um, which like ties into your theory about it being this web that connects the whole universe together, you know. Yeah, I've got the uh, I've got thank you for the link there. I've got the 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 actual link up on the screen here. So, uh I have never seen this. And like you said, it's it says on the poster here based on real science. <laughs> Is that true? Based <laughs> on real science, yeah. <laughs> hey, you you're talking earlier about uh like these like giant tendrils, these black matter or these dark matter tendrils that kind of stretch across the universe. And that's what it seems like all these NASA artists have in mind when they create these pictures. You know, like over the weekend, I think or last week, um there was a a ghastly hand from uh, space.com. I posted it in the, in the, in the chat and uh, it just looks like this giant cosmic hand. That's kind of like a thread between all these like NASA composites of like deep space and these like giant nebulas and all kinds. It always, they always look like these Lovecraftian outer gods. In your uh, cookie monster analogy with Sagittarius A, that's exactly what it reminds me of. It reminds me of like in Marvel comics, they have Galactus, who's this like, who just devours worlds, goes from, from uh, planet to planet and devours worlds. And that's essentially what these, like, outer gods are. These, like, giant primordial deities that, like, exist in this primordial darkness that just, like, devour worlds or just, I guess, I guess they bind the cosmos together. Um, but in uh, Sabrina, like, the um, fourth season of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix, they went fully Lovecraftian. They went, like, they used the uh, Eldritch Terrors, which is these, like, cosmic horrors that Lovecraft has. And, like, the big, big bad, they call it The Void. And, like, kind of a spoiler for the show, so um, tune up for 30 seconds. But essentially, um, 
the void, like all life, like, spews from the void. Like the void creates everything, and then life builds up, and then the void comes and collects it and devours it. So, like, what if this dark matter is where everything sprang from? This primordial darkness, from where all life originated, and now it's slowly eating us. So, like, almost like a big bang, big crunch type scenario, but like much more cosmic and like of crafting and weird, you know. Yeah, I, so funny, funny uh, the theory here. I, again, I love that that primordial Lovecraftian stuff with uh, Cthulhu and all that. Uh, I did see no this this uh, this article you linked with uh, Space dot com, the giant hand stretches through space. And for yeah. some reason, I saw it and it, it didn't it didn't link in my brain tonight. But it's a perfect, it's literally perfect for what we're talking about. So thank you for sharing that. I've I've blown up the picture here and put it on the screen, and you guys can see there's like literally it appears to be like a ghostly cosmic hand, and this. Thing is unbelievably big and it's reaching out and doing what exactly <laughs> yeah exactly and like they really do that all the time there's so many uh, i don't even know what you would search to find it but like there's all kinds of like weird nebulous forming in these weird like um giant galactic cosmic like incubation places where these like giant creatures are forming or like all of space looks like these like creatures i don't know it's real it's real weird it really is little craft you know like Jack, Kir- uh, Jack Kirby sci-fi, like, I don't know, it's cool stuff. But um, also, like, with the web idea, in uh, Hinduism, there's a concept called Indra's Jeweled Web or Indra's Jeweled Net, which, it's different, it's more, like, connecting, um, like, events together, like, every moment is kind of connected, so it's trying to say, like, what e- everything you do ripples throughout the, the net. So if, like, every net has these, like, jewels on it, these, like, reflective, like, diamonds on it, so that each face reflects all the other faces so that every 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 smaller event you do ripples through reality and affects all other of the jeweled faces like it, it kind of like um it's like a karma karma type thing but it also like has a possible connection to an actual uh, that's what that's the analogy i give for the um ley line grid the portal grid that i talk about all the time i think that's what it is it's like a it's like a physical manifestation of that this actual web of portals that tie together the entire cosmos uh, cosmos like pretty, pretty trippy and then there's that picture uh of um space like galaxies and uh the human brain and how like and like neurons and how that looks the same and like the dark matter of space mirrors the dark matter of the human brain a lot so it's weird with like i don't know the paranormal connections that could come from that are kind of kind of trippy you know and then there's black goo stuff like in uh marvel comics Venom um, introduced a character. It's like a really critically acclaimed over the last like four or five years in comics. It's like one of the biggest characters to be introduced. His name is uh, Null from the Void, and he's basically like the Black Goo symbiote god. And he's like, it's all Spider mythology because it's like Venom and Spider Man, which ties right into like the actual Black Goo Gnostic like Spider Archon idea. But essentially, he like he like wraps primordial darkness around him and like shrouds himself in primordial darkness as like life is kind of springing up around him and like the celestials are all being born and like growing humanity and everything and then he comes from from that primordial darkness and like creates all the symbiosis of it's that's a bad way to describe it but essentially like um it's this dark it's this dark web of of darkness that he controls he's like tied to all of it and it's used. He's he's using it to like consume life all across reality, you know. And then it's similar to 
DC Comics just introduced a few years ago um, the Dark Multiverse, which, like, for years they've had the DC Multiverse and, like, Grant Morrison talking about the multiversity and it's real complex and how it all ties together. But then essentially layering underneath that that nobody really knew about is, like, a mirror of that multiverse, but the a, a multiverse of nightmares. And it's, like, the it's all the worst horrors you can possibly think of. All everyone's worst thing they can worst worst nightmares all exist in this dark underbelly, like perm, that permeates like around reality, which I think is probably inspired by the concept of dark matter and how it like appears in all these pictures and stuff. Nice. That's a lot of rambles. So no, no, you're good. You're good. Really got, you're, you're you're spot on. I, I again, I appreciate you guys uh, calling in and giving your takes on this. It's uh, it, it is right. You can kind of uh, uh, and you can even take this to like the the Higgs boson, right? Maybe this is uh, somehow connected yeah. to uh, where where uh, when when people move through or energy moves through this particular field, it becomes matter, energy to matter. That transition. I mean, there's a lot here that's pretty pretty spooky and pretty scary to think about in these cosmic terms. But uh, as you know, we got to go to a break here. So thank you so much. Uh, this is a Night Stalker, Derek from Massachusetts. Thanks for the call. Thanks for listening, my friend. Great stuff, Mike. Thanks man. Thanks, man. Talk to you soon. There you go. Thanks, uh, simple as that. You guys want to be part of the show? 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Fantastic takes from everybody tonight. Great, great, great calls. And we're taking more. We've got uh, Mr. Mission Control on deck. Stay, stay to uh, hang, hang in tight there. Mr. Mission Control will get to you right after the break here. And if anybody else wants to be part of the show, phone number is up. 702-957-1037. We're talking about dark matter. Dark matter. What is this stuff? Is it something, well, unexplainable? Or is it something, maybe it doesn't exist at all? <laughs> what in the world is going on? Uh, more Troubled Minds after the break. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange. We are streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and DLive. We are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM, and we're taking your phone calls. Tonight, we're talking about dark matter. What is this stuff? Is it uh, something mysterious Something uh, or something not at all? Not anything. Uh, some, some have predicted that uh, it doesn't exist, and it's just us, a, a fundamental misunderstanding of gravity, and others have suggested all kinds of amazing things that this could be. Uh, of course, science doesn't know the answers, and neither do we, but it's sure as hell fun to get together and talk about it. So we are taking your phone calls tonight if you want to be part of the show. 702-957-1037. That's 702 702- 9571037 and uh, we've got uh, Mr. Mission Control waiting on deck. Let's go straight to him. What's up my friend? You are on Trouble Minds with Mike. How are you? Hey, how you doing? Man, great show, man. Great Th- th- show as always. Thank you, thank you. Doing very well. Uh what are your theories on this dark matter stuff? So, you know, Ben Davidson says it doesn't exist for one reason because it's, it, they say it's not electro, electromagnetic, right? So we, we can't see it. it. There's no evidence for it to be there except for push-pull of galaxies and, and stuff. So what I assume is that um, dark matter, what they're referring to dark matter is, is, the, is just empty space or really 
all space has got particles in it of gas, and so you've got denser areas of gas and big gigantic fields of of element elemental gases um, that are pushing and pulling the galaxies um, away and and to and fro, and those in fact have uh, elect electromagnetic influence because they're particles. The particles, it's it's dark matter. See, um, doesn't exist because it's not neither a particle or a wave. It's something else. It would be in another dimension. It would be in the in the sixth to the twelfth dimension or the twenty fourth dimension. Oh, see, because particles like you know atoms, atoms and and, and molecules, um, they spin. The, the protons and neutrons spin, and then they have the electrons around them that spin in a certain direction. Okay, right? So matter, regular matter spins, I think, uh, clockwise, and antimatter spins counterclockwise uh, to the electrons versus the uh, protons and neutrons in, in the atom, in the molecules. Okay. Okay, I'm with so, you. I'm with you. Have, so, we so, have, so we dark. Have matter, we have matter, and we can create antimatter. Interesting that uh, antimatter comes dark. up. We were talking about antimatter last night with the Richard Dolan leak, the antimatter propulsion. <laughs> but uh, uh, so I wonder. Okay, so then, so then we cannot perceive dark matter as it is. So is it somehow maybe as some have suggested? Do you think it's like a little more woo woo in that it's it may be that cosmic veil that we talk about as uh, as maybe energy passes through it from one existence to another? Do you think it's maybe uh, you know as some have su- suggested that uh, if if you have dimensional realities they exist on top of one another and we we're just doing the same things just in uh, or different things in the same space and we can't perceive each other? Do you think it has anything to do with that? Like how I go into timeline shifts and stuff like that. Well, you, you woo woo. You mean frequency levels? Woo woo would mean different frequency levels that be all beyond our perception, our five senses, our six senses, sure. mind you. Right. Our exactly. Six senses. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and our sixth sense picks up on uh, these frequencies that our five senses cannot, or, or our technologies cannot perceive. Um, beyond the uh, fourth, fifth dimensional uh, frequencies. Because our technology, like they just made that fifth state of matter or sixth state of matter on the space station. When we start making products or sensors out of that type of element and stuff, and these new metals, these uh, these new metals and stuff, these uh, are made by electrolysis of salt water, of ocean water at different combined frequencies, electrical frequencies. And I just put some stuff in general chat to a channel called HH Hydrogen for Power. And David Cook is a scientist out there in California that's doing that. He's made his own electricity called linear pole magnetism, which is linear. It's not alternating current, and it's not direct current. It goes both ways at the same time. Okay. okay. All right. This is so all. This is uh, his own, go ahead, go ahead. His own frequency to stuff, and he, he could put he could put uh, he could make uh, stuff uh, superconducting by 
make putting uh, nano nano tubes in, in, in it with the electrolysis and uh, all kinds of stuff. So we're breaking. Well, we're actually rediscovering ancient technologies, and he's rediscovering Teslonian technologies. But see, I don't think anything's woo woo. I think um, it's just a different frequency we cannot perceive. And so this dark matter doesn't give off a frequency if, it, if it's not electromagnetic. Everything's electromagnetic. Everything is. Um, whether it's positive or it's got a positive charge or negative charge, it's got two ends, or positive and negative. Nothing has a zero, a zero charge. And if it did, it would have an immense amount of gravitational pull. It would be a black hole. And we haven't photographed a black hole, because if there were black holes, there would be an area of light ring around them, and then a center would be black. And then that matter would come out somewhere in another dimension as like a star. Yeah, so so they actually did image a black hole, but I think they cheated. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so so yeah, you're 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 correct there. Now, okay, so so uh, the reason I say woo woo is just because a lot of people uh, consider uh, when you you know kind of speculate outside of uh, known physics that uh, it's you know uh, science fiction or woo woo or, or you know new age philosophy or worse. Uh, but that's that's the only reason I use that term. I, I use it kind of a, as a self-deprecation sort of situation. I didn't mean it that way. But yeah, you described it very well, like a, w- whether it's a frequency, energy, vibration, these sorts of things that we can't perceive uh, as, uh, you know, on, an, on a normal person basis. So a very, very good description there. And it is interesting you brought up um, some, some of the Tesla stuff. I don't know if you're following any of that Skinwalker Ranch series. I was just watching that last night. And uh, they were discussing uh, they were using a Tesla coil on on the the soil there and some other things but but uh, you know kind of, I, I digress a little bit there but it's uh, it's kind of in line with what you were talking about some of this stuff with um with uh, the frequency vibration the and who, who knows even trying to open portals to different areas but but i don't know uh, like uh, if if you got to boil it down to one thing what do you think this uh, this dark matter actually is does it exist and uh, is it is it uh, some sort of um what do you tell me it it is deep space uh emptiness with in between galaxies and stuff there's there's gas clouds and what they're seeing is the inability to see through these dense gas clouds that um either have a positive or charge or negative charge or 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 different fields and they're pulling the galaxies together space there is there there, there is a void there's a void at the center of all this to create everything, but within that void, there is consciousness, and 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 within and without, there's consciousness, and that's what creates uh, light. That's what creates photons and and electricity, and is the is the mat is the photons created matter, and the matter moves around because of this great. See, if something's not moving. If, if something's not moving, it's got a great force of gravity. The faster something moves, the less gravity it has. And, and vice versa, if, if you want to look at it that way. <laughs> it's very confusing. Um, uh, it's like looking at the spe- light spectrum. Uh, one end you've got redshift, and at the other end you've got redshift. Okay. And then it goes into the frequencies we can't see. 
either way from low to high. But dark matter ineffectual, I don't think it exists in the way people think of the term dark matter, okay? Because it's not matter. It wouldn't be matter if it didn't have an electromagnetic charge. All matter has electromagnetic charge. Yeah, or it wouldn't so. be matter. It's, it would be either antimatter or matter, depending on which way the protons and neutrons and the electrons were spinning. Thing called proton spin. Okay, okay, I got you. So, well, well, uh, I think that I think we need to keep our mind open to other things too. That things we have have as yet discovered, right? If uh, maybe there is some sort of something that exists mm-hmm. between matter and antimatter, right? Maybe it, maybe it's a right. very just, much like the particle wave duality. Maybe it can actually maybe maybe this uh, this uh, dark matter can actually be in both of those worlds at the same time, right? Kind of the superposition type of thing. So who knows? Who knows? Exactly. Kind of like the space, like Lovecraftian. I love your last caller, Lovecraft. He needs to come to my channel and hang out with us and <laughs> hang out with me. I'm a Lovecraft fool. But uh, Lovecraftian, the, the space between spaces, you know, the, it's not there, but it is there, but it's not really there. <laughs> yeah, you know? I got you. I got creepy you. Creepy shit. Creepy shit. Uh, all right. I got I'm you. Sorry about the four words. I'm all right. sorry. But all right. You're cool. You're cool. We're, we got to keep on trucking here. I appreciate it. Mr. Mission Control, thank you for the call. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate uh-huh. uh, Appreciate all the great chat, yeah. too. Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. Have a great day. Everybody follow Mr. Mission Control on YouTube. Uh, good stuff there. Now, now this is the thing, right? Now, we're, we're talking about this in terms of, uh, you know, the greater universal space. And so what does that mean? We've had some fantastic theories tonight on what dark matter may or may not be. Uh, and, and, you know, some interweave time into that, some interweave, uh, you know, uh, again, uh, like I said, maybe a suggested quantum superposition, things like this or particle wave duality, like uh, Mr. Mission Control was just saying. Like there's a lot of this stuff that kind of maybe fits, right? But then one that we haven't really explored just yet that maybe I want to talk about, this is Kelly's theory. And maybe, uh, I don't know if he's out there listening, maybe he can jump on and describe this to us in the third hour, but uh, he, he's he's suggested that uh, there's there's the Higgs boson, and it's it's the the Higgs field is what allows energy as it passes through this field to become matter, and so he's suggested that in some ways that if energy comes through this field and becomes matter, there's got to be a way back. It's not a one-way street, and so as a result of this, uh, kind of in, in in terms of souls or um, you know a pa- you know people passing on and energy actually never never really uh, n- energy never dies; it just changes form in some capacity. Right? Is that uh, he has suggested, and and I love the theory that there's got to be a way back through uh, as uh, from matter to the Higgs field, and maybe this is a you know, it's it's been described. Uh, let, let's let's kind of think of the 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 dark matter in terms of like the ether, right? Or uh, you know, maybe in biblical terms, or like maybe not purgatory, but like um, something like this, where it's it's sort of a space that stores the energy uh, as it passes from matter to energy and then allows it to come back through the Higgs field and become matter again at some point. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, uh, we're just kind of throwing out speculations here and hopefully uh, trying, to, uh, trying, to, trying to get to the bottom of this and maybe, you know, have some fun. It's, uh, what's, what's, uh, it's no fun if, uh, like I said, you just read the Wikipedia and go, yep, all right, got the answers, uh, moving on, let's go eat breakfast. You know what I'm saying? Uh, talk about a boring way to think about stuff. But uh, that's what we're doing tonight. We're talking about this and, and the dark matter as a universal situation and 
And what do you think it is? Science doesn't know. Uh, again, like I said, uh, there's some people who have speculated in the scientific community that it's not anything at all, that it's literally just a, a uh, us to detecting a gravity signature of something that we have not determined is there yet. And, and here's another one, too. Uh, I, I was kind of reading a little bit about this as before we started the show, of course, as I, as I normally do, so I can talk a little bit about this and not look like an ass without knowing anything. And some people have speculated that dark matter is actually what they call primordial black holes. And so um, as a result of that, what, what, what that means is, is we have the supermassive ones, right, like uh, Sagittarius A, as they've described it, which now may be dark matter. Uh, according to a paper that, that just hit this month. But in other terms, a primordial black hole is actually like maybe a bowling ball-sized black hole, where these, they, they've suggested they've never actually officially observed one, but they believe that it's possible they're out there in the known universe, uh, kind of floating around, basically unseen. Because if you think about, you know, we're talking about these exoplanets that are like, you know, 20 times the size of Earth and things like this, or just supermassive suns, uh, actual stars out there that are way bigger bigger than our suns, we have a hard time detecting them, even with, you know, all our, all our telescopes and technology and all the rest of this. But imagine trying to find, not only can we not directly view a black hole, uh, even in the supermassive variety in many cases, uh, like I said, there's only been one attempt and one, one official, like, uh, successful attempt to image a black hole. And like I said, they cheated, by the way. Uh, they, they basically filled in the blanks on based, based on some data. So it's kind of like finger painting, unfortunately. But uh, so imagine you, if you can't image a supermassive black hole, surely no chance in hell could you image like a tiny primordial black hole that seems to just be floating out there gobbling stuff up in the universe, right? And so as a result, what, they, what some, some have suggested is that the universe is full of these tiny primordial black holes, right? T- just full of them. But because we've never actually seen one, uh, uh, there's, well, there, it's just a theory, just like all the rest of our theories tonight. So very, very, very good stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, Jack wants to know, is dark matter the black goo? And that's another one, too. I was actually thinking about that in, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, some of the science fiction that we've seen, like uh, the Night Stalker brought up uh, uh, actual, um, you know, uh, venom and, uh, you know, the Marvel universe and some of these things where, where who knows what's going on with this. And, uh, maybe, maybe this is, a, a sort of a portal of, of sorts to the other side of whatever happens to be. I don't know. I like it. I like the projection theory from Robert tonight. I like the time, time theory from, uh, Jennifer. I like the night stalker stuff with the, uh, the, the, uh, Lovecraftian. It's all good. You guys, uh, the, the, the fantastic stuff from, uh, from mission control there, which half of that was over my head. I mean, this, this is exactly why we do it in this format, because I could do it, I could read from some of these crappy articles, and some are good, some are bad, but for the most part, right, uh, we, we're seeing what uh, either the scientific community actually knows something about, or, uh, you know, we're, we're actually getting your takes on these things. There it is. Oh, that's what I was looking for. Kate says limbo. Uh, and that's exactly, maybe it is. Maybe it, this is uh, the, the biblical limbo of sorts where uh, souls are able to pass through maybe a, a Higgs field situation and, and then maybe come back through this dark matter. And in which case, like Matt suggested earlier, the dark matter itself would be the veil, wouldn't it? 
It would be the veil from our universe to the next or what, whatever you want to quantify that as. So pretty good stuff. I don't know. I don't know what, uh, what to make of this so clearly, but uh, nobody does. So I think that's the best part of it is uh, it leaves, leaves us some, uh, some liberty to just kind of throw our guesses out there. So pretty good stuff. But okay, let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, again, we're taking your phone calls. We have time for another call or two if you guys want to squeak in real quick. Uh, let's look at this. Uh, we have a, uh, sorry, phone number 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And let's see, I pulled up some uh, Lovecraft stuff. What else do we got? Um, here we go. Here we go. Um, uh, where else? Where else? Uh, I got some uh, tons of good articles here. Here it is. There we go. Here's the black goo. This is from science.howstuffworks. And I'm going to link this real quick. And this is kind of what we were just describing right now. And this is what the Night Stalker was describing with uh, the Venom thing and the Marvel Universe. Check this out. This is pretty cool. This is from uh, science.howstuffworks. I've linked it in all the chats. Uh, could dark matter spawn shadow life? Shadow life. And that right there is exactly uh, what we're kind of talking about here is, is, is it possible that these huge chunks of this dark matter out there, again, like we're talking, it spans galaxies like uh, thousands of galaxies wide across across the cosmos and so this is from uh this is from a uh, uh, dr ian o'neill wrote this article now here we go so in a mind-bending 2017 op-ed for nautilus famed theoretical physicist lisa randall delved into one of the more extreme possibilities for dark matter matter rather than thinking of dark matter as one type of particle Might dark matter be comprised of an entire family of particles that create dark stars, dark galaxies, dark planets, and perhaps dark life? This dark universe's chemistry might be as rich and varied as our ordinary chemistry. Uh, But don't go... uh, There we go. So, of course, there you go. There's there's more in this. Uh, If I go into the the article here and read a bunch of this, we'll run out of time. But but basically, this is kind of the the thing where, who knows... If, you know, very much, I'm sure you guys have seen, many of you have seen the show Fringe, right? Uh, with uh, Olivia Dunham and that whole bit, right? And at some point in, in that show, there's, a, there's an, an alter, alternate universe where they cross over into. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit silly Hollywood-wise because the, the people on the, other, on the other side wear berets or whatever, right? They, they just, they, they're the same characters uh, with different dispositions, different demeanors, and they, they dress slightly differently, right? But uh, is this what's going on? Is it possible that on the other side here that uh, there's a reverse of us like this, these shadow entities, whatever's happening. I don't know. And, uh, you know, again, some, some very smart people, uh, scientists, PhDs are speculating this stuff. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's one of those things to me where I, I just don't think it, when we're talking in universal terms, there's no reason to sell ourselves short on our theories because, you know, it, you don't have to have a PhD to speculate about the meaning of life. Come on now, you know? Uh, so, so, you know, uh, free your mind uh, as Quato said, and, uh, total recall free your mind but uh like just let it let it wander who knows what's out there and uh that's that's part of the fun of getting together and talking about this but uh but who knows right if that is like a imagine like just the reverse basically like the opposite like kind of like the mirror image universe of us uh except it exists within this dark matter and uh yeah i mean that, that could explain the shadow people right 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Night Stalker, the upside down in space. <laughs> Who knows? Space side down. Yeah, and I, and I think that I think that's uh, that's again that's part of this part of this show. Part of why we get together and talk about this in in this live format is because, like I said, uh, you guys blow my mind. I, I start with uh, you know, like I said, I pull up about twenty links and we go from there and see where the conversation ranges. And I expected to get to aliens. Actually, I got links uh, kind of talking about uh, dark matter and aliens and how uh, some have speculated that they're related somehow. But we didn't really get there uh because uh so many other good theories to really think about and talk about but uh, good stuff definitely good stuff so as you guys know uh this show uh goes tuesday wednesday thursday and we love to talk about this uh no ash tonight but i think we did just fine without him uh hopefully he'll be able to come back and uh, maybe be on the show tomorrow or who knows whenever otherwise he'll be here next wednesday but in any case right uh dark matter in 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 this capacity is unknown i think at the end of this we can probably say yep nobody really knows but what I can say for sure is uh, we had a hell of a lot of fantastic theories about what this might be tonight. And uh, isn't it fun? Isn't it fun to think about the darkest places in the universe, the oldest places in the, even the multiverse as we uh, expand to different dimensions and things and uh, c- consider what might be out there? And I think, uh, you know, uh, they've said Tom DeLong has tweeted uh, recently that uh, that good stuff is a, um, you know, that, that we, we he, he, he said that uh, it's, it's bad, right? When people really know the truth, it's going to be bad uh, regarding aliens. But imagine this. Imagine if it's something also bad on a universal scale. And dark matter really is sort of the upside down, the true upside down of the universe with shadow entities or shadow life or things like this. And uh, they're living here right now. I don't know. Anybody ever seen a shadow creature? (laughs) I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, There we go. What's up? Bad interpretations of bad uh, of observations. Damn it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Indeed. All right. So as we finish this up, you guys know the deal. Like I said, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific. We'll be back tomorrow talking about this uh, on the Fringe FM. Uh, As for right now, if you're listening on Fringe, stay tuned for Joe Roop, Lighting the Void. If you're listening to us on the podcast feed, DLive, YouTube, or Facebook, stay tuned for a third hour of Troubled Minds. And uh, this is the show where we get together and talk about all the wacky stuff, right? Who knows? It's UFOs sometimes. It's dark matter other times. It's aliens all the time. Because, well, we've always got Lovecraftian old ones looking over our shoulder. So that's it. That's what's up. At the end of this, like I said, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I understand you could be doing a million other things right now, and you're here with us. I'm honored by that. Thank you so much. Uh, looking forward to, uh, to more fantastic chat with you guys and fantastic calls. And as for right now, tonight, thanks again. Be sure, be strong, be true. From our troubled minds to yours, thanks for listening. Have a great night.
up guys you know the, the drill we got a third hour of trouble minds coming up and uh we're just gonna take a quick two minute break we're uh, off the radio here time to let the hair down time to uh undo the belt buckle and uh top off your drink get some popcorn put the kids to bed whatever you gotta do hit the restroom and uh yeah we'll be back with uh, one more hour of trouble minds we're still taking your phone calls so if you want to be part of the show tonight phone number is right there right below See, everybody brags about having a bunker. I've got receipts, proof, right there. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Like I said, taking your phone calls, talking about dark matter. What could this be? Do you think there's alien considerations here? Or do you think uh, it's much ado about nothing? As always, the scope of the conversation can range far and wide between if you're a skeptic or a believer or somewhere in between. It's all good. All right, two minutes. Be right back. More troubled minds. Two minutes. Countdown. Countdown. Be right back. All right, welcome back to Troubled Minds. I am your host, Michael Strange, and we are talking about uh, dark matter tonight. And there's some weird stuff here. Right? There's some weird, weird angles to kind of take with this. And again, let's go back to this uh, science, how stuff works article. Uh, you know, we were talking about last night when uh, Ash and I were kicking this idea around is that uh, is, is this, uh, you know, that dark matter, not just alien in thought, but also possibly alien in function of some sorts. And uh, like, this is pretty good stuff here. So, so uh, the op-ed here for Nautilus is uh, this individual again, uh, talking about uh, does dark matter harbor life and linking this and you guys can check this out pretty good stuff but i mean this this is the type of thing that i think we need to really consider uh, when you're talking about um, not just uh, dark matter in particular but like other planets and other other planetary everything right uh other galaxies and the rest of this is that uh there's there could be life everywhere like we always say you know like life finds a way right that back to the michael crichton thing and it's totally true it's it's, it's absolutely true it, it's proven here on earth it seems uh it seems so so short-sighted to believe that uh this is it right this is this is it no i'm sorry I, it's just not it but here we go so this is uh, again from a nautilus dot uh, not, not yeah nautilus n-a-u-t-i-l dot u-s anyway i linked it so i don't have to say it now, does dark matter harbor life an invisible civilization could be living right under your nose and then so of course what do we do we end up uh talking about these different uh, phasings back and forth of possible, uh, you know, uh, like shadow entities living in the same space as us. Let's read just a little bit of this because, again, you know, uh, so when scientists kind of go off the rails a little bit and talk about, um, you know, shadow life, I'm interested. <laughs> and I hope you are too. So let's read just a little bit of this article. Even, even though we know that ordinary matter accounts for only about 120th of the universe's energy and a sixth of the total energy carried by matter, we nonetheless consider ordinary matter to be the truly important constituent. With the exception of cosmologists, almost everyone's attention is focused on the ordinary matter component, where you might have thought to be largely insignificant according to the energy accounting. We, of course, care more about ordinary matter because we are made of this stuff, as is the tangible world in which we live in. But we also pay attention because of the richness of its interactions. 
ordinary matter interacts through the electromagnetic, the weak, and the strong nuclear forces, helping the visible matter of our world to form complex, dense systems. Not only stars, but also rocks, oceans, plants, and animals owe their very existence to the non-gravitational forces of nature through which ordinary matter interacts. Just as a beer's small percentage alcohol content affects carousers far more than the rest of the drink, yeah, I like it, ordinary matter, though carrying a small percentage of the energy density, influences itself and its surroundings much more noticeably than something that just passes through. Interesting stuff here, right? So familiar visible matter can be uh, thought of as the privileged percent, actually more like 15% of matter. In bi- uh, okay, let's see. Let's get, to, let's get to the aliens. In the usual scenario, dark matter lacks this type of interesting influence and structure. The common assumption is that dark matter is the glue that holds together galaxies and galaxy clusters, but resides only in amorphous clouds around them. But what if this assumption isn't true and it is only our prejudice and ignorance, after which is all the root of most prejudice, uh, that led us down this potentially misleading path? Uh, so let's see. Let's get to the aliens. Let's see. Um, blah, 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 blah. In similar fashion, maybe one type of dark matter particle ex- uh, experiences feeble or no interactions aside from gravity, but a fraction of it, perhaps 5%. Uh, based on what we've seen in the world of ordinary matter, perhaps this scenario is even more likely than the usual assumption of a single, very feebly or non-interacting dark matter particle. Uh, so this is a very long, very long paper. All right. So I just found this actually from the other one, the link from the other one. So in any case, all right. So so what if? Let's uh, we're we're playing what if? Does does this dark matter in some capacity harbor life? Is is there something here uh, to talk about to consider? And uh, I think for sure it's fun. It's a fun speculation because you know we talk about aliens and all the rest of this stuff. But. Um, What's up, guys? Thanks for telling me I'm not boring. Uh, all right, but but uh, I don't know. I think I think there's some some weirdness to this, and uh, what's what's really going on? What's going on with this dark matter stuff? It's out there, right? Uh, we can't really see it, but I think we're you know we're all smart enough to realize that we don't have to see it for it to exist. And I think that's kind of uh, back to that woo woo like I was talking about with some of that uh, like Mr. Mission Control said the frequency uh, and the vibration type stuff that uh, just because it, it you can't grab a handful of it doesn't mean it's not the out there doing its thing right so so in any case I don't know uh, this is this is an interesting thought that dark matter right I mean we've talked about the about shadow people and things like this but but what if uh, they do exist in this kind of alternate reality and the doorway to that is this dark matter um i don't know like like i said uh, this is one of those uh, kind of thoughts that goes kind of far ranging with not just aliens but but uh you know metaphysical uh, implications and all kinds of stuff right so so i don't know i don't know again as you know i'm not i'm not trying to tell anybody any of these are the answers tonight because i i don't believe answers are easy anymore even even in simple things i don't think answers are easy uh, especially when you're talking about uh, the cosmos, all right? Uh, you know, there's there are some people, Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, things, guys like this that are like, oh, you know, we know all, we of all the things we know, it's you know definitely easy to explain. But I, I'm not so sure. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a, a, a contrarian and just say not so sure about that, about how easy it is to maybe explain away all these things when there's so many things we have no idea are out there. But you know, there's so so many things here regarding uh, again the back to the primordial black holes. They say they might be just littered everywhere out there, and that accounts for the gravity signature of this dark matter. 
or uh, very much like uh, like Jennifer was saying, something to do with the time, uh, how it's interwoven somehow with this time, and we'll, we'll only know what dark matter is when we pass on. Or uh, like uh, like uh, the Night Stalker that was saying, Derek from Massachusetts was saying that uh, maybe this is uh, some sort of um, you know it is those this in and of itself could be those Lovecraftian old ones out there, and uh, some some doorway, some portal between us and them, or maybe it is them. Maybe it is them themselves, kind of like I described these huge tentacles, kind of holding these good galaxies together with this uh, under their sway, right under their their uh, what would you call it? Their the devotees of the galactic galactic churches or you know whatever you might want to call this thing i don't know but uh but yeah you tell me we're still taking your phone calls tonight if you want to be part of the show what are your theories on this is is this just uh just again you know like um, the musings of michael strange which is like oh geez what are you doing man or uh, is this uh fascinating and interesting and you guys have some uh, some good concepts you want to talk about you know the drill uh, we're still taking your phone calls we got a whole hour a whole hour so if you got uh, any anything to talk about uh, we got time for you 702-957-1037 that's 702 702- Nine five seven and one zero three seven, and uh, maybe it is. Maybe maybe it's a, a number of these things. And I, I kind of liked. I don't want to drop too many spoilers because we got uh, folks out there that haven't seen Interstellar. But uh, you know, uh, it seems like uh, there's some. You know, that was also quote based on science, right? Based on science. So so I don't know. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of parallels there between uh, what we're talking about, and of course it's science fiction, but it's also based on science and gravity signatures of black holes and all these things, right? But uh, here we are, mere mortals, mere humans on this uh, tiny blue pale dot out there floating through whatever it is we're floating through, the cosmos, and uh, trying to speculate and uh, consider these things. I don't know. You guys tell me. So I got some articles to go through, which I will do. Uh, pretty pretty good stuff here uh, to, to kind of explain some of these theories about dark matter. But as always, you guys know the drill. I'd rather hear from you. I would rather hear from you. So phone number's up. I'm going to link some stuff, and I'm going to just go through it. So if I get no phone calls, you know what to do. Dial the damn number and get in here. Let me drink some whiskey. Uh, All right, let's see. Christopher says, I do believe they're planning to land there before going to Mars. It would make more sense. The moon, right? I'm talking about the moon. Yeah, that would make that would make a ton more sense to, to actually land on on the moon first before you go to Mars. But you know, again, we live in the upside down, so you know, things are backwards here. But okay, so uh, as we continue to talk about this, uh, this is from uh, SciTech Daily, and uh, this is this is kind of what got us uh, on this last night, talking about this with Ash and I. Surprising dark matter theory explains mysterious supermassive black holes that formed early in the universe. Uh, so here we go. The analogy, this is a quote from a, from a uh, high Bo Yu, an associate professor of physics and astronomy at the University of California, Riverside. Quote, the analogy I've used is that if you saw a child that was only five or six years old, but already weighed as much as an adult human, uh, talking about this, uh, these, the black hole and the dark matter, right? So it's strange because uh, from what physicists have understood, it takes time for a black hole to eat enough surrounding matter to grow so massive so it seemed like those black holes should not have had time to get so big. And we're talking about black holes from the early, early universe, right? So the theory is kind of like this. Uh, you don't get a supermassive black hole. It starts as a regular black hole when a neutron star collapses. And then uh, it, uh, it begins to eat mass around it. And as it eats, eats uh, uh, planets and gas and things, it grows. And as it grows and grows and grows and eats more things, it becomes massive and supermassive. But uh, they're saying that it kind of doesn't fit. It doesn't fit some of this stuff because in the very, very early universe, there wasn't enough mass of matter 
for these supermassive black holes to actually consume to become so large. So, so I guess what we're saying here is that even, even you know, astronomers, astrophysicists, these guys have no idea what actually formed supermassive black holes. And now, in the other, the other news, like we said, with Sagittarius A, is it possible that maybe we're mischaracterizing black holes entirely? And uh, this is not just black holes uh, as, as we know them. It's maybe uh, some sort of a weirdness with uh, the dark matter and instead. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, lots of stuff to go through. I can read some of these articles, like I said, and, and keep you bored, or uh, we can listen to you. We can listen to you. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Phone number is right down below. Don't mind my bunker. I haven't tidied up the place quite yet, but the phone number is up, and uh, troubledminds.org is the official website. You can join the Discord as well. And uh, we're talking about this crazy stuff. Uh, Let's see. Cole says, maybe the black holes were here first and formed the universe. And that's an idea. That's an idea. If uh, if the supermassive ones, they can trace back to the early, early uh, beginning of the universe, then what what uh again what made them what created these things so i think that uh that the jury's still out on what what actually a black hole is and where it comes from other than like the small versions that they've been able to you know kind of verify through math and whatnot uh so let's see uh so that's what cole says good good comments there uh richard says uh kate uh, micro uh, scrolling too fast micro beans feeding on things like prions who knows but what else is down there uh, Cole says, maybe the black holes were here first and formed the universe, and maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Kate says, there are some really weird-looking creatures in the ocean. And I agree. I think, I think that's part of, part of this uh, conversation tonight is, is there, are, are there aliens? Are there aliens somehow, uh, uh, can, uh, you know, maybe manipulating uh, this dark, dark matter? Like, because as you would expect, right, you've got the, we're almost a type 1 civilization. A type 2 civilization can manipulate the entire energy of a solar system right and so a type 3 civilization can manipulate the energy of a galaxy of an entire galaxy right so a type 3 civilization you would expect would probably be tinkering with dark matter in some capacity right because they would have the ability to and so i think that's uh, that's what we're doing here um what else do we got let's uh, let's go to chat on facebook and uh see what's going on over there what's up guys what's up what is up on Facebook? I see you guys. Let's see. Um, John says, I'm surprised they're allowed to use the term dark matter still, and nobody has made an issue of it being racist. It's probably coming. It's just not so high on the list. Like I said, I think the problem is, or you know, the not, not the problem with space news like this is it's hard to politicize space news. But I still contend that once we have colonies on Mars, they're going to politicize the shit out of space news. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, what's up? Tam says, take DMT and free your mind. Uh, make sure it's legal in your jurisdiction. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, what's up? Robert says, when I spit, that spit is an entire universe. Those suspended in the air, only a fraction of a second. Within that spit universe, a fraction of a second seems to be billions of years. Is the universe we experience really just the spit of something else? And I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, if uh, if it is, uh, pray we don't land soon. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, great calls tonight. Looking to hear from you guys. Uh, that's uh, that's the type of mind bending. Uh, no, I read your comment twice. Uh, here's here's why I read the comment twice because they come to me on delay. So I've got one chat that goes up first. And I see it, but then it doesn't actually pop over into my restream chat, which is how I do put it up there. 
So, yeah. So, so I'm not only reading it from one spot, it's like populating like 10 seconds later in another spot. And so, yeah. No, I didn't have a stroke, man. See what I mean? Everybody's a critic. Come on, Cole. Come on, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, there we go. Looking to hear from you guys. Nobody have takes on uh, this dark matter, the Higgs boson, any of the rest of that stuff? Give me a call. 702-957-1037. Or also I'm going to read some boring science articles to you guys. And you know what will you know happen. You know what will happen once I start doing that. Everybody starts falling asleep. That's what happens. But okay. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Phone number's up. Uh, Discord is up. You guys know what to do. Let's see. What else did I pull up here? Uh, there we go. Let's, and here, So here's another one. So, so now notice that there seems to be a, a crisis, a crisis in uh, not only um, astronomy, uh, astrophysics, a crisis of these black holes now. So it used to be that the standard model of the universe was, you know, we expected these supermassive black holes to be in the middle of these galaxies. Well, but in this case, now we have, this is from the news.uchicago.edu, University of Chicago. Could dark matter be behind mysterious supermassive black holes in the early universe? And, and so again, right, so we're not even sure anymore. Uh, the, the, the line is blurring between a black hole and dark matter. And so here we go. So when astronomers, astronomers use telescopes to look back in time toward objects in the universe whose light is now only reaching Earth after billions of years, they see something odd. Black holes, big ones, that already existed when the universe was still very young. That's what we were just talking about there. Now, this is strange because from what physicists have understood, it takes time for a black hole to eat enough surrounding matter to grow so massive. So it seemed those black holes should not have had time to get so big. Uh, there we go. I, I think this is from the other article. So the, this ties together the two great mysteries in astrophysics. Early supermassive black holes and dark matter very neatly when they put together this paper here. So in the early days of the universe, visible matter existed as clouds of gas particles that would grow into denser objects such as stars and galaxies. Th these clouds would collapse and form a seed black hole, the baby stage of a supermassive black hole. However, in this scenario, scientists said the seed would not have enough time to grow into the most massive black holes observed in the early universe if it eats at a normal pace. So, we, we are dealing with Galactus. Yeah, right? Maybe. Galactus, the planet eater, the, the galaxy eater. Uh, but This continues. But alongside the ordinary matter in these clouds was a halo of dark matter, a mysterious form of matter that we can tell is there because of its gravity pulls on invisible things in the universe. The scientists wondered if dark matter could serve as an ingredient that helps create supermassive black holes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. According to their simulations, if particles of dark matter in those halos were colliding with each other, such activity could tip the balance of the system towards coast, could spread heat to one another as they collided, making the central halo unstable. They also found that dark matter collisions would dissipate the halo's angular momentum, the, qu the quantity that describes the spinning of a body, which further tips the system towards collapse. Such a collapse usually takes a long time. However, the presence of ordinary matter in the halo center adds extra mass that deepens the gravitational potential here, thus exp expediting the heat spread. Quote, the presence of ordinary matter would shorten the collapse time scale by two orders of magnitude, said graduate student and co-author Wei Wei Jing Feng. 
these seed black holes would have been massive, uh, much more massive than those typically formed by the collapse of ordinary gas. Anyway, you see, if I'm going to read uh, these scientific articles, you guys are going to fall asleep. So I'd rather talk to you if you guys want to be part of the show. 702-957-1037. Rama just keep bombing you with uh, with these uh, these really dense, really dense articles. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Where do we go? What else do we got? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, no deja vus, no deja vus. We're okay. All right. Everything's good here. Everything's fine here. We're all fine here now. All right. So, uh, that's what's going on. Uh, looking to talk to you guys. And if, uh, you don't want to call, then, uh, I'll just bore you to tears. That's the way it goes. And, uh, all right. So, so, um, so the, the topic tonight, of course, is this, are we, well, so with the considerations, what is dark matter, right? We've talked about the primordial black holes, the little the little guys that are supposed to be all over the whole the whole universe, right? Or is it uh, something else? Is it uh, the, the just a fundamental misunderstanding of how gravity works? And so we're not we're not actually seeing a an unexpected gravitational field in this dark matter. We're just misunderstanding how gravity works on a larger scale. That could be right, meaning that dark matter doesn't exist at all. Uh, or is it uh, something a little more exotic, like uh, like was suggested in some of these papers that we're reading with um, maybe there's a shadow form of life that's kind of settling in and living in these these uh, these pockets of these dark matter and that we're uh, we're uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Uh, looking for your thoughts on this stuff. And uh, all right. So that's the deal. Thanks for thanks to Jay for hopping in. Let me uh, let me drink a little bit of whiskey here. Uh, lo- Jay says, "I love the articles. I love the articles too. I do too." But like I said, if I'm just reading this stuff, I think that I think I uh, I bore the shit out of you guys. So, all right. So let's go to let's go to Jay. Jay is in the caller queue. What's up, Jay? You're on Trouble Minds with Mike. How are you, my friend? Hey, Mike. Yo. What's up? Whoa, what's happening? I don't have my speaker in. I'm sorry. I, right. My headphones were disconnected. I, I got you, it. buddy. I got you, buddy. Uh, Jennifer says this. Maybe we are black holes absorbing experiences and existence by the order of a little dark matter creating the phenomenon of time passing and things happening over time when the electromagnetic pulse stops it over. Yeah, it could be. There you go. And Cole's got it right. Jennifer, I'm too tired for that, but that's a great theory. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, good stuff, good stuff there. I, I have no idea. Like, the, the, I think I think the further you expand into different, uh, you know, time time spaces and uh, you know alternate maybe dimensions here, uh, this is this is weird. This is weird. I, we we recently had actually a couple months back, scientists had had uh, postulated that through this dark matter and I think dark energy. Uh, they were uh, saying that they they might be able to uh, predict portals opening up into different places. So, so anyway, uh, yeah, there we go. All right, welcome, Jay. You get your speaker all fixed up. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I did. I, I'm sorry, I had it charging, and I was talking into the speaker, and I'm like, I can hear him, but that's, that's right. very quiet. That's okay. Um, it's all good. Yeah, I just I, I look at you know all of the going around with the CERN collider and all these things. You know, I mean we're we're dibbling and dabbling in things that you know we don't know. You know, are we opening up? You brought up that friend show earlier in the conversation where you're talking about you know they had the two things and you know Boston Dynamics is one of the big things in the show and then one of the big things that's going on in the world now. Are they dropping us little hints about all these things? You know, the Time Bandits, right? It's pure evil. You know, dark matter. Oh, yeah, dark Back matter. in the 80s. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Don't there, there's, there's actually 
Yeah, yeah. I think there's a Dark Matter Radio Network also, right? <laughs> I think so. I, I haven't heard of them. I no, think so. I yeah. couldn't see if I can yeah. fight yeah. them out. But it, I don't know. I mean, the whole, you know, process, you know, is it, that, you know, has to do with God or the transport between dimensions or something like that. And that's just where it all happens. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of ways you look at it. I mean, what are we doing? You know, I mean, did we fly out there and jump in it? I mean, <laughs> how would you even? <laughs> no, I think that's the thing, right? So like, so as, as humans, we are woefully inequipped to even, to even really kind of, kind of do that, to dive into this somehow. And so I think that's, that's part of the problem with this is that it's a, uh, it's not, it's not something even tangible to us. It's, it's, we detect its presence through a gravitational uh, signature. That's how we do it, right? And so, well, what does it mean? Like, who knows? Like, nobody really knows here. And so here's another one. This is from Forbes.com. Uh, ask Ethan, is dark matter the aliens of astrophysics? And uh, maybe, right? I think maybe. I don't know, man. Well, what's your what's your best guess on this stuff? You've heard uh, you've heard all kinds of the uh, all the great calls tonight. Some of my ramblings and some of these science articles. What what do you think of uh, dark matter at this point? Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, what, um, I don't know what to think of it. You know, is it real? Is it you know God? Is it evil? Is it the aliens? Is it a brewing place? Is it where the universe was born? Is it a bunch of holes where that's where all the time travel and everything goes on? Is that the little curtain? Is it the aliens' way of flying the chemtrail planes over the certain place where they're landing for the day so nobody sees them? You know, something as simple as that, or is it just that our telescopes aren't good enough to figure it out, or their computer program to decipher what it is? You know, can't do it. You know, just we don't know. I mean, look at how much we've learned in the last, you know, five years, and then go back 10, 20, 30, and how much better things are. You know, the hand of God that was taken by the Hubble telescope, right? That one picture that you had up there. Yeah, I think so. Earlier, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so and that was a long time ago. I mean, I remember reading about that in high school. So, I mean, is that really a picture? Yeah, or is that you know an artist's rendition of the? Actually, no, no. So, so the one you're talking about, the hand of God, is something completely different. The one, this one is from the the Chandra X-ray Observatory. That's from NASA, and this is recent, actually. So, it's not just a an actual photograph of the sky. It's an X-ray version of that and so i guess you wouldn't be able to see this with the naked eye it would have to be through the uh the x-ray observatory so that's that's the the new one that was up which is right there up on the screen if you guys didn't see it but it does it does look, no, like it looks really similar to that hand yeah it looked really similar to the hand of one god one that, I, that right, was exactly. the first thing i thought about when i saw it yeah it lo- so you can it looks see like the muscles in it and it looks like tendons and bones and all yeah yeah, and, and like it's reaching for like uh, what, what appears to be what like a like I don't know like some the little some, red dots that you know yeah some, game that is picking up on his dash cam on his truck yeah kind of exploding through the uh, through the sky here I don't know yeah I've, I've no idea what this this could mean but you know is it again is it pareidolia is this uh again uh, you know the hand of God is this Lovecraftian old ones what is it is it just whatever the hell it is I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, uh, Vicky's got a good question in the chat. Uh, did you, Michael? Did you get a chance to watch the TMZ thing? I did not. I, wa- I instead watched part of the um, 
the uh, the thing tonight with Josh Gates and those guys, but I had to I had to cut it short because we were about to do the show. Uh, so about so so yeah uh, no I did not see it I do have it recorded and I will watch it and we'll talk about it at some point. But uh, th- did you catch any of the any of that stuff, Jay? The the TMZ or the other ones? All I caught was what you were talking about on the chat and Discord because it was tablet times with the peanuts and gotcha. I have to watch and monitor the tablet time with the little people to make sure that they're not I don't know gotcha. listening to your show at five or six and <laughs> asking me questions I can't answer right right uh, that would be bad or worse or much much worse than that that the internet's a big scary place. <laughs> Uh, that is true that is true that is true yeah so so i don't know i mean uh no no interestingly here's another article too when we were talking about uh with ash and i last night this is from uh from uh, rt which of course is russia today and uh the the headline here is scientists say invisible aliens live among us uh, revolutionary discovery or proof that too many useless academics live among us <laughs> is what they're saying which is fantastic and uh here we go as unlikely as this may sound to firm believers in in the infallible rationality of our highest learning and research institutions, numerous scientists do believe there's a chance we may be walking among aliens. In fact, things are even weirder than this because these same scientists believe that these aliens are invisible, undetectable to our five senses and to conventional methods of detection. Each year seems to bring a new subscriber to this steadily growing club, with the latest induction being Helen Sherman, the first Brit in space and now an Imperial College of London's Department of Chemistry. Sharman told the Observer, quote, Aliens exist. There's no two ways about it. Uncontroversial enough, you might say, but the OBE Order of the British Empire went on to share her view that aliens could be on Earth right now. Quote, Will they be like you and me, made up of carbon and nitrogen, she asked? Maybe not. It's possible that they're here right now and we simply can't see them. And this is actually tied into the, the dark matter theory that uh, maybe there's uh, some sort of a barrier or boundary or the veil, as it's called, or whatever this is, that uh, they exist in our, our same space, but they're kind of walking around as shadow people or these other things. Now, we could read a little more of that article, but w- what do you think about that? What do you think about that theory that... Uh, they may be here and they may be kind of phased into another uh, reality in our same, same space. Back and forth between the two, you know, going, you know, they're half here, they're half there. They want to hang out here and check us out. I mean, that's highly possible. I mean, I really do. I think that's something, you know, the Skinwalker Ranch show, you know, I'm pretty good into that. You know, I'm not up to date. I'm a couple of episodes behind, but you know, the, the native American Indians have been talking about them for well, as long as they've been telling stories, you know, I think the one, I can't remember too many moons to remember or something like that. I think the one chief who started off telling the story about was how it started. So too many moons to remember. I mean, that means it was forever ago, you know, the, all of them, you know, and all the religions, I think it's something that we're told and we know, but it's just whether or not we want to accept it, you know, like the, the stuff they leak us out in the movies, you know, the Galactic Federation of Planets or whatever that the Israeli guy was talking about before they caught him old and senile and he retired, you know, is that why they gave us Star Wars, you know, just all I think really, I think there's some odd thing that all this stuff goes on in the world, but there you have to admit it. I mean, you don't have to tell the whole truth. 
you know, we know about the dark matter, but the only way we can get a picture of it is with an X-ray telescope, you know, and get a picture from however many, you know, hundreds of thousands of light years ago, you know, but they, they know, and it's just, I think the imagination and everything else that we have is all stemmed on like these little bits of science, you know, the science kids taking a class or something like that in college and he reads a article or a paper or something like that. And then that's what stems his show. Is that the way that it works? Is that the way it's supposed to work? It's yeah. hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, I, I mean, you know, what did uh, Arthur C. Clarke say that any, any, uh, you know, sufficient, sufficiently, uh, advanced technology would be indistinguishable from magic. And so that's, that's kind of what we're talking about. So not just technology wise about the laws of physics, uh, that these, you know, this type of thing is just because we can't conceive of it being real within our known boundaries of, you know, the laws of our physics, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist elsewhere. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff is what this is about. Uh, but I don't know. I, I kind of like the theory of being able to have these entities, whatever they are, uh, kind of cross through or maybe exist here as, you know, like they say, maybe as shadow people or something like this. Have you ever seen a shadow person, Jay? I wouldn't say it's a shadow person because it was kind of like a white gig, but, and I don't even know what I'd call it. And as soon as I saw it, I pretended I didn't because it was in the middle of a ghost hunters trip. So it was just kind of like, what was that? And I'm like, I don't know. And it's like, you want to call these guys out on it? I was like, well, they're kind of jerks to the last one. So no, I don't, you know, okay. (laughs) So you did did see, see some sort of apparition then. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a body or anything else like that, but it just kind of looked like, I'd call it like flowing light, you know, just, it was like flowing light, kind of like, I don't know if you could imagine shining a flashlight through a shower curtain or something like that, that would, you know, just little, like when you're looking at the bottom of a swimming pool with the sun shining on it, you know how you have the light It just kind of drifted around the corner down the hallway. You know, both of us saw it out of the corner of our eye and it was like, wow, what was, and it's like, nah, uh, nah, I don't want to know because at that <laughs> point I was really skeptical. I was really skeptical about it. You know, I worked in the building every day, you know, I was in there and out there every day. The ghost hunters came, begged and begged and begged to come. And it was like, sure, you know, come over, you know, whatever day we'll pick a day and a time you guys come over and you do your thing and i'll make sure you don't step through a hole in the floor and i was kind of skeptical about the whole thing because the first guy that came on we were doing it for a halloween party and he was talking about setting up the things that you step on and the spider jumps out at you from the halloween store you know right, just to right. scoop people right so i mean there's that too but these guys you know they were pretty prepared and the third guys were really prepared and the third guys are when the ones got really freaky because you know they had the little box. I can't remember what they call it with the four or five different colors on it. But, you know, I mean, the thing is, you know, is it aliens, you know, going to, you know, what is it? Is it a ghost? I mean, you start seeing those things as bad energy, you know, it could just be like a bunch of bad juju, bad juju, wrong spot in the planet. That's where the, you know, the pure evil is buried. You know, underneath the Masonic Temple and or underneath the pyramids. That's why there's bad juju there. Open the doors, they got all of the diseases. You know. That guy in China, they still won't let you open the doors. Supposedly he's buried in a bed of or river of mercury. 
you know, the first guy, the Forbidden City. You know, they will, still won't open that place up. Why? What kind of secrets is that place hiding? I think there, you know, there's secrets everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm rambling. No, you're good. That's a that's a talk show, man. We're supposed to ramble. I'm actually using the time you're rambling here to go to go talk to uh, or look for uh, dark matter in this Lovecraftian thing here. Let's see this article. All right, here we go. So, so check this out. This is from uh, this. Uh, this is linked by uh, um, uh, the Night Stalker, Derek from Massachusetts earlier. So, this is from uh, LovecraftianScience.wordpress.com. Now, this is hot. An alternative hypothesis to the utilization of ether as a means of interstellar transportation has been that the elder things use dark matter and or dark energy as a means of propulsion. However, it should be emphasized that dark matter or dark energy is not simply a replacement for ether. Uh, A-E-T-H-E-R. As explained by Sean Carroll, ether was a theoretical idea that could not be verified with experimental evidence. In sharp contrast, dark matter and dark energy are observations in the universe that physicists would love to ignore but can't. Dark matter is new but currently undetectable kind of matter that appears to be required to explain how galaxies spin with our understanding of gravity. Dark energy is a strange force that causes the universe to expand at an accelerated rate. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. So the reluctant consideration. All right. So hot take on that. If you got anything to say about that, there's another. It sounds like we're making something up because we have no idea what we're talking about. I, well, I you think know. so. I, I think so. Uh, well, and this is Lovecraftian uh, fiction of, of sorts. <laughs> so, I mean, well, I mean, no, no but I mean, it's the, 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 that's the thing is, those, I think science does it too. I mean, look. How much they got into the Higgs boson particle now, figuring it out, and what does it do? I mean, I mean, yeah, we figured it out. We know that we discovered something new, and it's great, and everything else like that. But what steps do we have to take to get there, and why? You know, always back to the you know the journalism questions: who, what, when, where, and why. You know, yeah. what's it going to do for us? Yeah, we don't even know. We don't even know in many, many cases there. Uh, so let me read just a little bit more. There's a couple more paragraphs regarding dark matter. And this is Lovecraftianscience, all right, dot com, dot wordpress.com. Uh, so the, the reluctant consideration of dark matter originates with trying to explain why galaxies in the coma cluster move substantially faster than they should under Newtonian gravity. Specifically, based on the ob- observed rates of movement, the galaxies should fly apart and the cluster should dissolve, again, based on Newtonian physics. Since they don't, something else must be holding the cluster together. Currently, the leading hypothesis for this observation is that presence of dark matter. Dark energy is thought as thought of as an anti-gravity field, which is driving the galaxies apart. In addition, dark matter and dark energy combined account for 96% of the mass energy density of the universe. Uh, our normal baryonic matter only accounts for 4% of the total mass uh, density in the universe. Thus, while as humans we have difficult time measuring or imagining what dark matter and dark energy are, the elder things with senses beyond our five may be able to recognize, quantify, and utilize these dark forms of mass energy. And so, of course, the elder things would be those those uh, Call of Cthulhu-type entities, right? Those actual um, yes, godlike aliens, you know, from the primordial multiverse, even. So, I mean, this is, like I said, kind of like I speculated in the beginning of the show here. 
is that I guess it's possible that this energy is out there and can be used kind of like I maybe I suggested with stargates or things like this. And maybe it's like, a, you know, like a like an expressway through through the, the galactic areas where they have these big masses of dark, dark energy, dark matter. I have no idea. But uh, it sounds good to me, especially when you have tentacles and uh, aliens and squid looking things. They're supposed to be gigantic. Lovecraft is amazing. <laughs> what do you think about all that? Uh, well, I, I think that with the expanding universes and stuff like that, you know, maybe it's like the yin and the yang, you know, like the universe wants to get away from itself just because, you know, the center flame, but the dark matter wants to stay together. And maybe that's what's helping it. You know, the ones that are going faster have less or more. I mean, I don't, you know, I haven't read the papers, but, you know, but you understand where I'm going with that? Yeah, well... That, uh- yeah, well, I think I think uh, that's that's exactly where we're going with with this article too. Is that uh, we 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 don't know we don't know the answers here. But check this out. This is uh, this is the the final paragraph of this this fantastic article here, and it says this, which uh, I'm going to read this. Up. So maybe the elder things utilize dark matter as a sort of fuel, powering their interstellar sails, possibly wings. And dark energy is a form of biological anti-gravity drive that propels them through the cosmos. However, even with such exotic forms of matter and energy, it is doubtful that the elder things could travel faster than the speed of light. While certain factions of the elder things are known to utilize interdimensional travel as cited in the dreams of the witch house, it appears that the majority of them travel through interstellar space. Since the elder things seem to be essentially immortal, largely through their asexuality and have an extremely tough yet flexible outer skin, it is more than likely that the majority of their time is spent passively drifting in space in an inactive cryptobiotic state. So there we go. That's straight from this uh, this Lovecraftian article, which again is fantastic. Anything Lovecraft to me is uh, uh, good, good, beyond good, <laughs> very, very, very good. Let's say, but yeah. So I don't know. I think I think that's a good way to look at this. Maybe as um, as uh, possibly, right? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give it. It's the gas. It. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, exactly. Like you that. know, it's the gas. Now we know why they got the CERN collider up and running, and we're spending all the billions and trillions, and who God knows how much money on it. You know, because we want to get a, just a fuzz of that gas so we can turn on that stuff that's in the other category in the UFO report. Yeah, the other, yeah, the other, just, other category, right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, pretty good stuff. Uh, John here says on Facebook, uh, we, we are all going to laugh when the Great Enlightenment happens and we find out that we are considered dark matter and dark energy. We're just the construction cones and construction zones of the universe, and all of it was just shitty tra- traffic cosmically. Yeah, right. with the Cthulhu floating through <laughs> floating through space. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Richard says, solar wind, solar wind. Uh, Mr. Mission Control says, cryptobiosis, yes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, may- maybe we're onto something here, maybe we're not, but... But I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea of it being some sort of um, fuel or you know light sail type technology that uh, we'll we'll never really grasp in, in our lifetime. But well, actually no, because it uh, wasn't Richard Dolan talking about antimatter propulsion <laughs> last night, right? So hell, I don't know. Hell, I don't know, man. I don't know. If we can figure out how to fold it, you know, space and time, you know, to get through. I mean, we could probably, you know. Think about like the show, the Stargate show, you know, 
the first time they, well, you know, we need a group of guys to go and jump through it. Well, you just jumped into, you know, a completely different universe or something. You know, would we, we probably wouldn't know about it. That would probably have to happen back in like the 50s or something before we get to see it. You know, if it happened today, great grandkids might see it. You know, they're not going to let us be running over there and trading and, hey, go to this place and have your vacation and stuff. I don't, I don't see traveling physically through space. I mean, as ever being possible, it's just, it's too far. I mean, if to go that fast and you're bending time anyway, you know, Einstein says, if, you know, you're never going to make it back, you know, you're going to have to be there forever and ever. Like you said, the Interstellar movie, the guy went and did it and everything else like that. The one planet, they were there for seven minutes and he aged however many hundreds or, you know, years, you know, they had to keep track of that stuff when they landed on the planet. They knew they weren't coming back, you know, just like the guys that are going to Mars. You're not coming back. You know, there's no way you're coming back. And if you do come back, you're going to die shortly after you get here just because... Yeah, well, so, we know that. Yeah, so I think you know that's that's the Newtonian physics, right? Is that uh, you know, the, and Einstein Einstein's relativity is that you know uh, mass increases as the faster you go, and right, and so at some point you're you're kind of time traveling, you're you're slowing everything down. Uh, you know, with uh, the the interstellar gargantuan and that whole black hole. If you haven't, if you guys haven't seen that movie, I highly suggest it. Uh, do check it out. Uh, interstellar. That's, that was an amazing movie. Uh, great for great for the whole family. Good stuff. Uh, what's up, Night Stalker? This is uh, Jay. Jay from New York is the caller, and uh, we're still talking about this. We're talking about this uh, Newtonian physics, how it maybe does or does not match with the dark matter and the dark energy, and then now somehow we got down this rabbit hole of uh, these elder things utilizing this dark dark energy and dark matter as some sort of fuel, possibly powering their interstellar sail and travel and these sorts of things. And, of course, that's from the Lovecraftian uh, fictional world. So so who the hell knows, man? Uh, this is this is exactly where we're at, and um, I have no answers. Per usual, right? Uh, nobody's shocked that I don't have any answers. But I, I, am, uh, I am pleased that uh, a lot of the things that we go through, there are a lot of fantastic theories. And not just that, like it, it, it surprises me that some of these theories come from you know actual scientists that kind of makes you wonder right (laughs) like who's out there doing science and who's out there doing science fiction science fiction theater who the hell knows i don't know man you ever read lovecraft at all uh no it actually is the first i've ever heard about it on honesty i'm old you know it's i don't no, I've never heard of it. Yeah, Lovecraft is old yeah. too. Uh, Call of Cthulhu. If uh, if you if you got some time and you've read uh, you know the the uh, Fahrenheit four fifty one and you've read nineteen eighty four and you know you've done Brave New World and all that stuff, uh, do uh, do some Lovecraft, man. When I read the guy's writing, it gives me the chills literally. Like the the way the guy wrote, he just had this way of describing things that seemed seemed cosmic. You know what I mean? Like you could kind of get the chill of space just by reading words on a paper. It was like that. And he wasn't even talking about space. You know what I mean? It, like he's that good. Uh, there's a few writers out there where I can actually read passages and it just it literally just makes me shake. You know, like uh, not like, you know, not, not like um, scared in the corner shaking, but like literally get like makes the hair stand up on my neck type of thing. 
And he's one of them. He's definitely one of the few where I read it and just go, holy crap. And he was uh, n- not even famous in his time. He, like, his stuff didn't even really catch until after he died, unfortunately. So, yeah, uh, Call of Cthulhu, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't read it, it's uh, amazing stuff. It's, it's a great way to start his entire, uh, his entire fictional world there. But, uh, so basically, Call of what? Call of Cthulhu. C-T-H-U-L-U, Cthulhu. And yeah, so so that's what we're talking about. That's the Lovecraftian fictional world here. And so the the great old ones are basically these uh, the gods, basically the gods of the Big Bang, right? So like the the entities that were alive before that were actually like um, you know meat puppets like us to worship them, or uh, you know even alien species or anything like they're they're not just you know primordial gods for us also for every species out there that ever kind of generated themselves in this universe. So it's, um, and, and you know, they're, they're, they, they're described as um, being so grotesque and so enormous and massive that the mere sight of Cthulhu, it was said to drive a man insane just because of all the weirdness, um, how grotesquely large and tentacles in places they shouldn't be and eyeballs on the ends of tentacles and just weird, weird, weird shit like that. Definitely good stuff. Uh, good night, Penny. Yeah, I'm going to have to check us. it out. Yeah, check it out. Definitely good stuff. Uh, what else? Who else is out there reading some chats? Uh, good night, Penny. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Let's see. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, did you Did you guys like Anybody seen that Lovecraft? Lovecraft um, or no, what was the one on HBO? Lovecraft uh, something. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I don't know. Uh, Night Stalker says, Lovecraft season is what I've uh, been calling what's about to happen in pop culture. <laughs> oh, they're, yeah, they're about to make a ton of Lovecraft movies. Uh, hopefully. But I, what, what was that one on HBO? It just, it just aired. I don't know if you saw this. It was maybe last year. Um, it was called Lovecraft Country. And I, I watched a few episodes, and I... I just couldn't, I couldn't dig it. I, I couldn't get into it. It was weird shit, but I just couldn't, I couldn't like, I don't know. I don't know. They, 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 everything's got to have slavery in it. Right. And so it's like, they, they, they like racialized Lovecraft. It, it's just like, ugh, fuck. Like why? I just don't understand. I just don't understand. You know, anyway, whatever, whatever. Like I was just a little bit like, what? <laughs> but anyway all right thanks for hanging out with us guys uh, i see you guys uh did you oh did you dig it okay night stalker says i dug this show lovecraft country it was just it was a little bit weird for me it was a little bit weird i, th- I think i was a little pissed off at the politics because they were you know doing a little bit of political stuff and that's what pissed me off about it uh let's see um Bobo, what's up looking at the chat uh let's see um uh, don't miss a friday night a friday night t- friday and tonight with mr underbelly so curious bunny is going to be doing with uh, the underbelly 2.0 uh so uh, good stuff let's see um yeah feel better feel better penny thanks for hanging out with us i know you guys in the uk stay up late for us and i appreciate that a lot um let's see what else what else uh reading the chat reading the chat hanging out so i don't know yeah uh, lovecraft definitely check out lovecraft man i've only read uh, cthulhu but uh there's more there's more that he's written short stories like uh nyar lahotep and some other things the crawling chaos and it, it's uh, it, it's amazing. There's some amazing short stories too. Um, let's see. John says, "Have you ever noticed we always try take take out things out to be way more complicated than they are?" Thanks, Vicky. Have a good night. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, yeah, John says I bought Call of Cthulhu because you recommended it. Yeah, we did a Cthulhu show, didn't we? Where we did the entire Nyarlathotep story. 
Um, but yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know. Sorry, Jay, to cut you off there. I don't know. Thoughts on it? No, that's all right. I'm listening to you. I'm learning something new, you know, and it, it sounds unbelievably interesting to me. I'm kind of glad there's an HBO one on it because when we're done here, I'll probably put that on and get a snooze, you know? Yeah. It's called and Lovecraft. Maybe Country. I'll watch them or. Yeah. Lovecraft Country. Uh, there's some, there's some weird I'm, shit in that. I, I am disappointed that it's one of the things that I've noticed about, tele- noticed about television, especially within the last you know two years, is that it's become very politicized on every end of the spectrum. You know, whether it be the slavery or the whatever, you know, the, the politics that are involved in it. It's almost like they're throwing it in there, and it's not even actually part of the story. You know, they just figure it's their way to get their politics into science fiction. Which yeah, is, yeah. I mean, it, but it so it wasn't so over the top that it was like off putting. It's just I think that I, it, like I'm just so sick of seeing it everywhere that like you know they put it in that and it's like it's literally a show about primordial aliens. Like <laughs> that's what the show's about. But then we're talking about like you know Jim Crow and stuff like that in the show, and it's like it, it just it seems like an odd fit. Like like it, it was kind of shoehorned into there. I mean, fine, you know, it existed and it was all terrible and all that stuff. But I mean. Uh, it just doesn't have to be in every damn show. Uh, whiskey, whiskey, metal dog, whiskey, metal dog. Yeah. So Night Stalker says, yeah, the the political part was definitely the worst part of the show, but I love the weirdness. Yeah, there was some weird, weird, weird shit with some people like um uh like kind of crawling out of their skin and becoming other people and things like this. It was uh it is you know I did like some of the some of the effects and stuff on on in the show, but um I don't know. I never maybe I should go back and you know now that I know what to expect with the the politics, maybe I should go back and watch it. Maybe it's a it's a it's a better better representation. How when you first like take a drink of something, you're like, this has bad bad taste. But then like, you know, you come back maybe six months later knowing what to expect and then you're like, Oh, that's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, the first the whiskey wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You did it anyway because all the other kids were doing that. I actually didn't have my first drink till I was thirty, but I know what you mean. <laughs> really yeah 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 for real for real i was one of those guys yeah see come on man not everybody starts drinking when you're 12 (laughs) well i wasn't 12 i was probably like 16 17 by the six pack and go out there and hang out and look at the stars and build a campfire and you know i'm just saying back of somebody's farmland (laughs) but yeah wow 30 that's wow yeah i'm not not looking for any kudos or anything just that's the, the, the facts it's the truth it's the truth uh so so yeah i don't know i think maybe i should go back and watch that there was some weird stuff in it but uh i, I did get i think maybe four episodes in or five i think maybe it was only eight or ten or something i don't know anyway uh, go check it out guys lovecraft country if you don't know what we're talking about call of cthulhu in this bit uh there's some really really sweet uh lovecraft stuff and actually uh go to um where i where i actually have uh, listened so they, they have audio books because some of the Lovecraft actually falls into the public domain now. So you can go to LibriVox, L-I-B-R-I-V-O-X, uh, LibriVox. And so there's uh, all kinds of really, really fantastic old shit there. If you guys like to listen to old stories and don't like to read them yourselves or buy the books, they're free on there. Like actual audio books, just people like me and you reading these stories and putting them up as MP3 files. So 
LibriVox, L-I-B-R-I-V-O-X. And we're probably going to do some, um, I've been going through that catalog again, kind of looking at some of the old mythologies and things, and we're going to try and weave some of that stuff into into some of the shows, like we've done in the past, actually. So it's all public domain stuff, so you don't have to copyright or pay anybody or any of that shit. You can just play it on a show like this, and it's pretty sweet. So so anyway, uh, do check that out. I don't know, as we kind of get down to this this interesting... End of this weird dark matter show. Um, final thoughts, Jay. We got a few minutes left here. I, I just, with what you were telling about this Lovecraft, you know, now I'm like looking at all the things that people are putting in the chat and stuff about it, and it's like, wow, I can't believe I've missed that, you know, because we were into the whole science fiction kind of stuff when we were kids growing up, you know, passing books back and forth to each other. And I'm first time hearing about it, you know, I even got HBO plus. It's one of the things that I watch all the time. I'm surprised that if they had a new movie out, it didn't come across my queue, you know? Yeah. Check it out. Lovecraft country. And uh, it's, it's weird, man. It's weird. It's like, uh, it's, uh, it's aliens and it's, uh, like, like, you know, when something is so far past alien, like a generic alien, it's like that. It's not like, Oh shit. It's aliens. It's like, Oh shit! What is that? <laughs> it's like the mother of all aliens. Exactly, it's like that type of stuff. So it, it's pretty cool. Like like the, you know some of the effects they did in that was like pretty like jarring and kind of gross in a good way. Uh, but uh, yeah, again, you know, uh, maybe maybe the second time I'll try and get through it again. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, again, uh, I'm not so sure about the dark matter. Uh, we were supposed to really kind of talk about aliens tonight in the in the uh, the version, the form of dark matter. But I think that uh, maybe you can get through a show without really going to aliens. Uh, maybe looking at some other stuff. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Um, what else? What else? Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do do guys. I did a show on Lovecraft a while back, actually, where we did play some of that LibriVox recordings. We played the entire Nyarla Hotep. It's a short story, and it was, uh, again, like I said, there's there's some writers that just kind of give you the chills, and he's definitely one of them. So uh, what did you think? So, uh, you said out there, I think John said that uh, I bought uh, Call of Cthulhu on my recommendation. What did you think? Uh, John says, I'm not positive, but wasn't Lovecraft a member of the Golden Dawn? I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know enough about him in particular. I do know he was like brilliant and poor and ended up uh, dying without anybody ever recognizing his skills, unfortunately. Um, But what did you think? What did you guys think about Cthulhu? Because I did do a show on it about a year and a half ago where we talked specifically about that mythology. Um, And so what did you think, John, in particular with with the Cthulhu stuff? Uh, Pretty good stuff. Um, let's see what else, what else? Uh, let's see, uh, looking to finish this up. Yeah. I don't know. Go, uh, go check out some Lovecraft guys. Uh, Call of Cthulhu is the first one, the, the, the most well-known one, but there's a ton more. There's a ton of short stories and some really good shit. I don't know. I don't know, Jay. Let's, let's wrap this up, brother. Uh, maybe right. uh, I got a quote from you oh, sorry. for you. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> it's, I'm going to play some music. You do it. Do your thing. Um, I was just looking at how the when we started talking about the dark matter, it all kept me bouncing back in my head about the time bandits and eighties movie. But this is one of the things that the one of the time bandits says to some little kid they pick up along the way. You see, to be quite frank, Kevin, the fabric of the universe is far from perfect. It was a bit of a botched job, you see. We only had seven days to make it, and this is where it comes in. This is only a map of all the holes. Well, why repair them? Why not use them to get stinking rich? It's just, I don't know, just going back to, we know crap that we're not allowed to know. And 
these other guys are getting stinking rich. Those guys that are working on the CERN Collider, man, they're not making peanuts. Even if you're just a guy tying rebar, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's you're true. Up there in the top of the top of the scale, you know? So, you know, there's people getting stinking rich out there off of stuff that we think about all the time, you know? they just won't even tell us about it it'd be a lot more fun if we had some details you know yeah like actual well you know what the elites know (laughs) half 10 percent one exactly yeah no chance no chance all right guys you know the drill exactly uh you guys know the drill Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific. We may have some changes coming here. I do not know entirely yet. I'll keep you posted. If you have not joined the Discord, join the Discord, troubleminds.org. Click the Discord link right on top, and you will be the first to know. That's where all the news about the show goes. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for all the great calls tonight. Thanks for all the great chat. And uh, we're, uh, we're about done. We're about done with this. Tomorrow we'll be back at 7 p.m. to do our thing. And then Friday, the news show will be 3 p.m. And uh, that's it. That's the deal. That's the deal. Lovecraft, Dark Matter, and you. <laughs> and Troubled Minds and Jay and Mike. Thanks again, Jay. Thanks for hopping in and saving me. And uh, everybody else, thanks for all the great chat and all the great calls. And you know how this ends. Be sure, be strong, be true. Thanks for listening. From our trouble minds to yours, have a great night. Good night, Mike. Thanks, Jay. You too, man. time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details